Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick. I can barely get it in there. Bye. Think from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Paul Keels. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson given a six-game suspension for violating the NFL personal conduct policy. If the suspension remains as is, Watson's first game would be October 3rd, 23rd, excuse me, for the Browns at Baltimore. We know Ohio State now will face San Diego State in the opening round of the Maui Classic November 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Cleveland Guardians, who are one out of first in the AL Central, begin a series at home with Arizona tonight. Cincinnati Reds begin a series in Miami against the Marlins. As the baseball training deadline gets closer, San Diego has acquired reliever Josh Hader from Milwaukee in exchange for reliever Taylor Rogers. The New York Yankees got reliever Scott Efros from the Cubs. This update brought to you by BMI Federal Credit Union. Open a free checking account and earn a $200 bonus from BMI Federal Credit Union. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan. Ohio sports destination. To the, the dumbest, dumbest part of your day. Bing bang. This is Common Man and T-Bone. So the okay. bean has a health benefit. That's what they think. I see. Until next week when it doesn't. And they tell you to flick the bean away is that, because it's not good for is you. Is that in the journal? Yep. They're going to put that in the New England Journal of Medicine, huh? Mm-hmm. Flick the bean away. That's an away. English term for throw away the bean. Flick the bean away. And mm-hmm. Toss it in the bin. Yeah. Put the bean in the bin. Yeah. Not the same as putting the biscuit in the basket. No. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sorry, Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Got a big program today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Jason's beef at 534. We got the news today. Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension. Yeah, it finally came down. Been uh, weeks of speculation as to when that would be, and now we finally know what's going to happen. Or at least we think we do, pending the NFL deciding... I guess they have three days to appeal yeah, this. Yeah, they do. I, I would assume. Look, I know what the NFL wanted. They wanted the entire season or indefinite suspension, however they worded it. But I would assume at this point, you've, from a PR standpoint, if you're the league, you've gotten your point across that you're you're trying to be tougher on things like this. You know, you went through the motions. You did what you had to do. The judge that you and the Players Association agreed to, said this is an appropriate punishment. I would assume you would just want to wash your hands with this and say, all right, six games, good for you, good for us, let's move on. Right. Will they do that? I have no idea. I, t- I, You know, it's hard to predict with Roger Goodell, right? Because this this whole system is set up on things they, like you said, bargained for. So they celebrated this at the time that they had come to this agreement, and 
if Roger Goodell were to then after this go, you know what, actually, let me appeal this because I think this was BS, this decision. Well, then doesn't that kind of leave the door open anytime this process happens? You know, like I wonder how much the NFL will stomach. Let's keep this in the news versus. All right. We did the process we agreed to. Is it the outcome we thought should have happened? No, but we don't necessarily want to keep this thing going, so we'll accept the punishment. Right, that's what I mean. Even if you think there should have been a harsher punishment, you know, the other side's already said they're going to sue you. Right. This won't just be, uh, we appeal to Mrs. Robinson to change her mind. This will go to federal court. Right. And is I, that something you want? I don't think it is. I don't. I, I would have to guess right now, because I guess that's what we do is we're in the opinion business. I would guess that it's not, they're going to take the six games, the NFL is, and say that's good enough. And we'll move on. And that's that. I did, uh, first of all, given what we've been talking about the last two months, maybe when the the trade initially came down, you thought that it would be no suspension or at worst a four-game suspension. When the schedule came out, when was that, that they released the schedule? I feel like that was in May. All right. Whenever that was, we were under the assumption when we were picking the Browns win-loss record that he wouldn't be there for the first four games. But as you started to go through this process, you thought, wow, could it, could it be a year? Well, that's what, that was when the NFL put that out there a few weeks ago where they, they leaked it out or said it on the record. I can't remember which. Well, and more lawsuits were coming. Yeah. Right. And you thought, well, maybe it would be, he'd be on the commissioner's exempt list again because they wouldn't be finished with this investigation. And I think when it's all said and done, and we'll talk about his actual behavior and what type of guy he is, but from a Browns fan perspective, you got to be grateful with the six, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure. There's plenty of Browns fans today that are very thrilled with this uh, ruling. You're missing him. Your your star quarterback who's supposed to change the fortunes of your franchise. You're missing him for one division game, and that is against the Steelers on or at home. The schedule is ridiculously easy. I have the schedule in front of me. They open at the Panthers. You should win that game. Yeah, even with Jacoby Brissett, you should win that game. Then they're home against the Jets. You should win that game. Then they're home against the Steelers. You should win that game. Then they're at the Falcons. Those are the first first four games Falcons of the season. Are not that good. It is not be that good. unrealistic that even with Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback, you start the season four and zero. Then you host the Chargers. You host the Patriots. Those are two tougher games. But let's say worst case scenario is when he comes back against the Ravens on the twenty third of October. This is a five hundred football team. Yeah. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah, I would be shocked if they are worse than that, quite honestly. I would also be shocked if, uh, for those of you who have always wanted to see Nick Chubb get the ball 30 times a game, I don't know if he's going to get it 30 times a game, but if there's ever a game he will be, it's in one of these six games. I would like, hope so, but then again, Stefanski <laughs> always seems to find a way I know, I know, know, to not get him the ball. Now, those are all the on-field implications for this, and and. I got to tell you, what's been really frustrating for me is watching all the Browns fans uh, cheering this and calling this a big win for the Browns and yay, Browns. Like, I know we're tuned to the on the field stuff with this, but do you honestly, if you take a step back, forget the football aspect, do you really feel good about what happened today for Deshaun Watson? Like, do you feel like what happened today was a win for Deshaun Watson? Because I know what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the money, the wins and losses the ability for this guy to get out and play, all that other stuff. Deshaun Watson has said from the get-go and has maintained this, he did nothing wrong, did not do a thing wrong. The judge said in this ruling, he did do things wrong. 
she believed very much so that he did things. I mean, I can I can read you chapter and verse from this. She put the whole thing out there. Oh, she said essentially that this. this she is said an all icky this guy. happened. She yeah, said this all of this happened. Gross guy. Where was I'm trying to find the actual? There was a a, a summation quote that she had that I'll I thought fi- was, I'll find it for you. Go I, ahead. I, well, I got it for you right here. This is Judge Robinson found that Deshaun Watson a intended to cause contact with his penis. B did so for a sexual purpose, and C, knew such contact was unwanted. I hope Is there the bra- a different reason to desire <laughs> contact with your well, penis? Well, I don't know. It, I mean, well, no, I don't know why there would be. I don't know what else you'd be doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's pretty redundant to say it was for a sexual purpose. Fine, but she's just clarifying the like, in case you thought this was inadvertent, it it was not. He no. wanted this. This is what no, he was trying we, to do. We all knew what was going on well, here. Well, no, I'm told. I'm told we don't because yet still today I have people saying, like, "Hey, man, all the facts aren't out there." It's like, no, no. The judge looked at all the facts that were presented to her, and she said she believes everyone that said he meant to do this. She does not have a problem with believing that this guy's a dirtbag. But again, she's a judge. Judges have to follow laws. Laws, rules charters, constitutions, whatever you want to put in there, right? In this case, she had to follow the NFL guidelines on their own process for punishing their players. So she, in her ruling, said, yeah, I think this guy's a dirtbag, but the NFL can't really go back and retroactively change its laws to further prosecute a guy who seems like a dirtbag for being a dirtbag. They should have put in more dirtbag laws (laughs) beforehand and if, instead of after you find out just how big of a dirtbag someone is, go back and rewrite the law in your own league to say, oh, uh, now he's a bigger dirtbag than we thought, so let's punish him harder. She's saying, I have to stick to what your rules are, and your rules say, at most, he should get six games. Then she kind of did a weird thing where she's like, oh, but even though this isn't in your rules, uh, he also can't get massages from anyone who is not a Browns employee. Like, he can't go to anyone outside of the building to get a massage. Meanwhile, the Browns have hired Jenna Jameson to be their new personal masseuse. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's... I mean, here's the reality. If you want to frame this as a win for the Browns and a win for the Sean Watson, and a justice was served, whatever, like, victory, he didn't do this. I don't know how you read through what she wrote. It's 16 pages. You can go read it. It's not that hard to read. I don't know how you read through that and say, yeah, Deshaun Watson, boy, this this pretty much clears him of anything. If if all it does is this judge basically said, yeah, the rules the NFL set don't allow for a harsher punishment than this. This is the harshest punishment I could see I, look, giving I understand, him under I understand the rules that. established. Right, I get it. She's working within guidelines. Right, right. I'm not blaming her at all. I'm saying I don't know how you could then hold up, go read that ruling and then say, Phew, now I can order my Deshaun Watson. Are you unfamiliar with how people operate? No, no. I'm saying I don't know how you can view this as a win for him. Be- because. Because he didn't do, he, like, everything in here is he's gross and everything that was alleged seems pretty legit. I just can't do more under the system I'm working in. Some people have to do these these mental gymnastics to just ignore reality so they can enjoy their life a little bit more. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying you should do it. But they do it. And then there are some people who just don't care. It's like, all I want to do is watch football. I don't care. Well, I Kill, get that. Killed kitties yesterday. I don't care. What's the difference? Throw a touchdown. I want I to be entertained. Entertain me. I'm not saying you have to be that way. And I'm not saying I'm that way. But for some people, that's the way they look at life. I know. And, and again, I had a buddy of mine I was texting with. And he's like, 
Because I said, yeah, this really sucks. I can't believe he only got six games. He should have got a lot more. And my buddy is like, well, you know, man, it is just a game at the end of the day. Try not to take it too seriously. And I said, what? <laughs> right? It is just a game? Which is why when someone does the horrible life stuff, you would not expect there to be outright jubilation that the guy gets to play in air quotes just a game. Like, I love sports as much as anyone else. It brings me a ton of joy. It doesn't bring me joy to root for guys who are scumbags. And I know I probably have, and I know that I didn't know it at the time, but for everybody who wants to send me, you know, Tyreek Hill's a horrible guy. I know! I said that for years! And I get yelled at every time I bring it up! Because I'm apparently crucifying this guy for being a horrible dude back way back when. I still think that's horrible that we root for guys like that. But we do. That's America. It's that's way, what we do with our sports. It's a way for them to excuse themselves. It's the Barkley thing, right? Where Barkley said about live. Yeah. Hey, we all take blood money. It's like, okay, man. Look, yeah, I, we're all sinners, right? Depending on whether you're religious or not, I use that word because... It seems to apply yeah, yeah, right. to everybody, right? We're all sinners. Does that mean you should go out every single day and just actively do whatever you can to sin as much as possible? No, we try. We try our best. We're flawed human beings. You don't just shrug your shoulders and say, well, everybody else is doing it. Right. Let's right. go. I mean, who cares? I have no standards for anything in my life. That's the way you want to live. Yeah. And, and by the way, again, I, I have had issues in the past with players the Browns have brought in who had character flaws, and I said, I don't support this guy, and I don't think it's great that we have him on the team. In the Deshaun Watson case, it is that, but amplified to a thousand. I mean, it is, you knew this going in, what the bad situation was. You, you Everyone who read about this pretty much had an idea of what was going on. It was all out there to know, and the Browns said, we are going to do the most we can to bring this guy in. So, no, today does not feel like a victory for me as a Browns fan. And, and I got to be honest, it really makes it tough for me to root for this team. And I probably this year will be very going forward while he's on the team. It'd be very difficult for me to feel any joy about them winning games. I'll talk about him. I'll we'll cover it like we do, like we just did. We talked about what it means. He's probably going to get into the game. What week seven? And that'll give them plenty of time to build up a resume. It should already be at minimum a 500 football team. They will probably easily make the playoffs, assuming he's as good as advertised, and go on from there. But if you're looking for me as a Browns fan to be jumping over for joy about this, I won't be. Deshaun Watson gets six games. More conversation coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Look out for a crash blocking the right lane. 71 northbound after 670. It's causing a backup from Spring Street. And we have a crash on 56 west of town, affecting both directions of travel at US 40. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance, protecting clients nationwide. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's most important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden with Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Yikes. It's coming up at 434. Jason's Beef at 534. Happy birthday to Panama Ted. Yes, indeed. He has decided to celebrate his birthday by not being here today. So the Boatman is producing the show today. I want to say that today, even though he's very coy about this, I think today is the big 5-0 for Teddy. Oh, is it? I think today is the big 5-0. Yeah, he hasn't said anything about that. And I that's usually Ted's way of telling us something big is happening. He is has when not he says denied not it thing. to me. Right. Because I asked him a couple weeks ago, and he said, it's coming up soon. <laughs> but he did not deny it to me. So happy birthday, Teddy. Yeah. Uh, Leanna has taken the day off, too, to celebrate with Ted. You and I weren't invited. That's fine. I get it. Maybe, uh, you know, I hope they're having a good time doing whatever they're doing. Maybe getting uh, some, I don't know, some Coney dogs. I know she likes those. So you assume Teddy went up there? Yeah. Well, why not? He's he's here all the time. Yeah. Go up there, try out their pizza, get a couple of dogs. Sure. Enjoy. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been suspended for six games. The union previously announced they're not going to appeal. The NFL has three days to file one. They say they're still evaluating what the next step is going to be. I would assume they'd want this to go away and sort of fade into the sunset and hope this guy you know, doesn't do anything else. That was in the ruling, too, oh, by yeah. the judge, which is this guy cannot have any interaction with police. We can't have any more, oops, my towel fell off moments, because then I would I would assume they'd throw the book at him. Well, right. Again, this this ruling is the idea here is that the NFL and the Players Association go to her and her ruling is binding. And in that ruling, she said this amount of games said don't run in, have no run ins with the law and also only can get massages from massage therapists that work for the Browns like that's it. So that is, she said, a condition of his reinstatement. So assuming that everyone is agreeing to that, which I, as far as I know it is, this means if it comes out like, I don't know, a month from now that he went and got a massage anywhere, like got one at the mall and it was like a neck massage in a, I don't know, shiatsu, whatever it is, chair, like that type of thing. Is oh, that what those, they're called? Those people just standing out in the, <laughs> in the mall, right. just not sort even, of looking for you to I'm come even, in. I'm not even saying he's getting any, you know, he's trying to do anything. I'm saying he just goes, is like, oh, let me try to get a massage. That technically were would you, break the rule. Were you working here years ago when they brought people in to do a chair oh, masha- massage? No, oh, it oh, was, no. It was the creepiest thing ever. I'm not going to say who it was. Okay. But someone who worked here got a chair massage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like two desks down from them. Yeah. And this is all I hear. Just in public. Oh. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. Uh, right. It may have been Deshaun Watson. They may have had... A tea towel on their genitals. Well, to be clear, if you're getting a, a massage that is relieving pain, and I'm not saying that in any other way than just, like, it's weird that we have to say that about massage. Like, that's what it's supposed to be, is you go there and you get something that physically makes that's you fine. feel better. It shouldn't be in an office with other people around where you're making noises. Right. That's my point, is that if you get a good massage that actually does relieve some pain and tension from actual muscles and or other things that need that 
that is not in a sexual manner like it's supposed to be, then, yeah, you still may find yourself making noises that go like, wow, that feels good. And that would be awkward in a, that would be awkward anywhere other than in a room where no one else can hear you. I would assume that's kind of embarrassing. A good therapeutic massage, too. And I know because I've gotten a ton of them because of my back. Yeah. It shouldn't, you shouldn't even be making those. The noises you should be making are pain noises. That's because right, they're right. getting under that muscle and it's very uncomfortable and they're stretching that stuff out. That's what Deshaun Watson should be getting. Well, that's, that's what I don't get with everyone who's like, ah, oh, hey, man, who among us hasn't had a massage? And, you know, and it's like, where um, are you going, Bob well, Kraft? I've had, I've had massages before and, the last thing I wanted to do after, yes, you're right. They're like popping whatever ball of pain is in the oh my back God. of your leg or something where they're just squeezing I've down. I've had some that have to sit on me for leverage. Yeah. And it, and at the end of it, you walk out of there going, I don't know if I ever want to do that again. That hurts so much. But it helps. And later on, you feel better about it. That's the type of thing that we're talking about for massage clearly that's not what he was seeking he's not out. going to a day spa no this isn't some you know oh, i worked hard all week so i'm going to massage that's not the type of massages that professional athletes tend to get again everyone who's trying to justify this largely is doing so either because they feel like every woman who's ever made an accusation in the history of the world is just lying so there's that group that just never believes any woman ever and those people are lost causes you can't argue with them they're complete misogynists the other people that are making this justification for him are people who want to see him succeed on the football field either because they like him as a player or probably now a lot of them because they're browns fans and while i understand the underneath idea of you want to see your team do well there's no justification for ignoring what's been laid out here. Everything that's been laid out here, logically speaking, if it was about your favorite your favorite team's arch rival, you would be saying, throw that guy out of the league. He's awful. Oh, wait, Browns fans, you did do that with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger had, a, had two allegations against him that netted him eventually four-game suspension, and that has still come up all the way up to and including the end of his time in the NFL. So... Rightfully so, by the way. No one should forget that stuff. It should be brought up. But my point is, you can't have it both ways, and then after that, say, oh, but Deshaun Watson, no, that's all made up and BS and an attack. Are you surprised that people are inconsistent? I am a little surprised when people are that inconsistent about something as stupid as this. I'm not saying you shouldn't root for the Browns anymore. I'm not saying you shouldn't be a Browns fan. That's up to everybody's individual decision, sure. Right? But I'd feel a little icky about it. I do feel I am a Browns fan and I am struggling. I will struggle to root for the team. I will struggle a lot more to root yeah, for them. And, and look, I know you. Number four trots out there and starts it. doing his thing. You'll you'll get over it at some point, but you know, today is the day the suspension came down. Well, yeah, and again, I mean, I hate to throw this card out there. I hate to bring it up because quite honestly, you shouldn't need this to have any empathy for women who say they've been harmed by creepy dudes like Deshaun Watson apparently is. But like when me and my kids go to watch these games, I am the father of three girls and they say, oh, dad, why is uh, this new quarterback playing for us? Why did he not start the other games? How do I explain that? Oh, well, honey, because he's accused of uh, at least 30 women have accused him of doing imp- inappropriate well, things. I, I understand that completely. I mean, I'm I also just saying think like, as a father, you need to do a better job of lying to your kids because that's what I do. <laughs> I just lie. Yeah. Oh, he's been hurt. Yeah, fine. He, he strained his... Uh, he actually strained his groin. Mm. 
Yeah, that's strained right. his groin. Just, yeah, he strained his groin. He's been out for a while, but his He's, groin is feeling better. His credibility has been severely taxed, honey. It's uh, it's actually been completely it's been completely torn apart. But he's such a gamer. He wanted to be out there. Wanted to be out there. But the coaches said, "I'm sorry, you can't play." Yeah, that's right. He's such a gamer. That's right. Good thing my like almost twelve year old doesn't know what the internet is and will never be able to see through that lie. You're right. It's very well, very maybe, easy these days. Maybe put Deshaun Watson on the filter. That's that what should I'm, be a non-searchable term. What I'm saying, like, we're at a point where to enjoy my football team, I have to think. Well, could I filter out search results for Deshaun Watson? But you know, like, what? you know, we've what I mean? always been at that point with with I various guys. Actually, I haven't. Like when I've before, when it's been like filter out any type of results for any other Browns quarterback, it's been like interceptions, turnovers, inability to throw the ball more than 12 yards. Don't get run over by the flag, Brandon Whedon. Like, that's been my problem before. Now my problem is much different. So, yes, it is hard for me to rationalize that, and I am having a little trouble feeling real good about only six games for Deshaun Watson. I don't see it as a major victory. Sorry, Browns fans. If you're different, that's great. It's not for me. The Bengals are in last place. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Look out for stop-and-go traffic on 670 eastbound between Cleveland Avenue and 71. And you have stop-and-go traffic on 71 northbound between Spring Street and 670 due to an earlier crash that has now been cleared. This report is sponsored Protect All Insurance, protecting clients with Nationwide. Columbus, Ohio, Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you more money. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's most important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. That's all we ask of you. Uh, we have to dedicate the program today to Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. Passed away over the weekend at the age of 88. He won 11 titles, including eight in a row. Yeah. There's uh, plenty of discussion in basketball about how, you know, well, that's 11 titles, eight in a row. So what? You know, that was a different era. So what? That was a different era. You could never do that nowadays. All right. Let's say that argument's true that you could never win a, eight in a row now. I mean, no one has, right? We've had some pretty good teams. No one's run that many in a row. A three-peat is pretty ridiculous at this stage. That doesn't diminish the fact that those teams and he specifically <laughs> were one of the greatest assemblages of talent we've ever seen in the NBA relative to the time it was in, and he's truly one of the greatest players we've ever seen. A, a tremendous and monumental leader in me crazy. many ways on and off the court. You have people in today's society, all they want to do is look to the past, and everything from the past was the greatest. Right. And we have to get back to the good old days. I don't know when those existed, but for some people, they existed. Those people drive me crazy. 
Yeah. Then there are people who look at the past and say, oh, it was a long time ago. It's old. It must suck. Those people drive me crazy. Yeah, right? I mean, we could be in the middle between those two, right? right. Where some things were great, some things were not. That and drives me nuts. We've had this conversation with people about Babe Ruth. Like, oh, well, all right, well, he pitched. He was a good pitcher, but it was different back then. It was easier. And my response is always, oh, well, then everybody must have been doing it back then, right? Right. It At was the time, so easy to do. He was still a standout among everyone else who was, at the time, allowed to play. I mean, I think if you want to say with Babe Ruth, at least, you know, and, and this goes back to the Bill Russell conversation because, you know, he's a guy who broke down a lot of barriers, had to deal with a lot of hatred in his day. Playing in Boston as a black man in the 50s and 60s, I can't imagine what that was like. Then becoming a coach and being called names because you're the coach of this team, I can't imagine what he went through. But no, if you want to bring up the Babe Ruth conversation, the only thing that's even worth mentioning is, yes, at the time, there was a segment of the population completely limited from yeah, playing. Yes, Maybe there would course. have been some other guys who could have been equally as good that we may never know. But that's about the only thing I could even see bringing up. But I've heard, I've heard people do this with Bill Russell now, where it's like, oh, well, they he could never play in today's NBA. The athletes were different back then. Yes, they were. What does yeah. that have to do with anything? You're right. But th- think about what these guys have from a very early age playing AAU basketball. They have... You know, they know what to eat. They have people looking after them. They understand sports medicine. They didn't have to worry about when they were kids getting the right amount of calories. Do you know right now on my wrist, Mike, to your point, I have a I have a little Garmin thing that I have that, that tells me like how many steps I've taken. It also tells me like my oxygen levels according to whatever it's measuring. It tells me how well I'm sleeping at night, how well I'm breathing. All high school things. athletes. High school athletes right. have that. The coaches are looking how much they're sleeping. What are they yeah. eating? What are they doing? These guys at the time you're talking about had to decide, should I smoke at halftime or not? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the athletes were different back then. He was one of those athletes. Like It wasn't like he existed today with all the modern technology and insight and then just happened to be dropped back into the 60s. No, he he also had the same health requirements, had the same teachers and, and instructors that may have given him unsound advice, just like the, you know, plumbers and all the other guys playing back then, you know, that J.J. Reddick has talked about on ESPN. And that's those conversations are fun. I don't mind it when that's brought up, but don't bring it up to diminish everyone who ever played back no, then. That's as right. Being that garbage. drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. Drives me crazy when we have to look at everything through a 2022 lens. Yeah. It's, you know, one day we're going to be judged too. You know, 60 true. years from now, they're going to look back at 2022 and say, look at those people. Yeah. Look at them. They're not advanced like we are today. No, but you do the best you can. And, and of those people, Bill Russell, the best. Well, let's, you know, one other point I'll bring up about him, because we've talked about this with coaches in the NFL and the struggle of, you know, black men to be taken seriously in the coaching profession in the NFL and how that's been a problem, right? We've had that issue. There's literally a lawsuit going on about it now with Brian Flores. Bill Russell was brought in after his playing days were over, although I know I think he still was maybe playing a little bit right at the end where he did coach for a year or two also as a player. But when he did that, he won two championships as a head coach of the Celtics, the 10th and 11th rings they won. He was, I believe, a player coach. Then... It didn't end there because a lot of people at the time thought, oh, well, sure, he can coach. He's playing. Again, there were a lot of horrible attitudes, right? Even in the 60s, as we know. 
uh, racist thoughts, racist tropes, things that still ran our society. He then was able to go out and coach other teams because he won championships. And because of that, other coaches, other players at the time said, well, wait a second, Bill Russell's getting a job and he's actually able to coach and he doesn't have to play. That opened doors for other guys to get to coach. And now if you look at the NBA, when they have like a percentage of, I think it was the other couple years ago where they had like six head coaches who were black in the NBA and it was viewed as a crisis. There's not enough. What happened? Where did all the numbers go? Why did it go down so low? Like it's always been better in the NBA in part because of Bill Russell, like the chance that he got early on. And then of course he did great with it and succeeded with it. That allowed other coaches to then have a chance to get to go. So his legacy is not just playing basketball, although that one is pretty great too. His legacy is all encompassing when it comes to basketball for me. Sportico has valued the NFL teams, and they say the Dallas Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion. That is the most in the NFL. Uh, I say if the Dallas Cowboys were for sale, they don't go for anything less than $10 billion. I but agree with you on that. Anyway, this is what they say. Dallas Cowboys, number one on this list. The Rams are number two at $5.91 billion. Then it's the Patriots third, $5.88. Giants are fourth, $5.73. 49ers are fifth, $5.18 billion. Look, I think sometimes we fall in love with market size, too. By the way, I laugh because their value for the Denver Broncos is $4.65 billion. That happens to be what they were just sold for. So, <laughs> great valuation right there. Way to go. Uh, they yeah. come in at 10th on this list. But they have, like, the Houston Texans 11th on here, $4.63 million. I'm aware that the city of Houston's a big city, it's a big market size. But, I mean, they have the Texans valued more than the Steelers. There's just no way on earth. Steelers, they have valued at $4.26 billion. There is no way on earth they don't break $5 billion if they were sold today. Well, I think I'm being generous with that. To your point, if there's a house that goes up for sale, in name your, you know, city, right? Let's just, for the sake of argument, say Columbus. Right, house goes up for sale, and the house has whatever I don't know twenty five hundred square feet. It's in a desirable part of town. Four bedrooms, two and a half bath, two car garage, yada yada yada. Right, that house probably goes for a certain number in the I don't know three hundred four hundred thousand dollar range. I haven't looked in a while. Sorry if that's wrong. Realtors don't at me. But if it turned out that that house was once previously owned by some famous person. Don't you think the value goes up a little bit to say not only do you have a house, you have this house that, you know, R.L. Stein lived here, right? What if it was his house, the author of Goosebumps, all those books? That might hold a little more value because it has a little more meaning to someone beyond just the brick and mortar. I like how and that's all the, the name you threw out, R.L. Stein. He's an author from here. He is from Bexley. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Do you, you want to live in R.L. Stein's house? If you're into like the creepy stuff, All wouldn't right. you? I, I don't know. I maybe his house is very normal. I don't know why I assume if you write creepy books, you've got like everything has to be creepy in your house. In, anyway, my point is that might have a little bit more meaning for people who like those books, and thus the price might be a little bit higher for his place than say some other random house. Don't you think the Steelers would be the same way? That oh yeah, if 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 I can buy an NFL team. Well, yeah, it's worth a lot of money. It's in this big city. The Texans, as much as that city would matter, Houston is a big city. 
the same person who's looking at buying them could afford to buy the Steelers if they came for sale, but there would probably be 20% more interest in the Steelers. Especially in the NFL. Because you're now getting to say, not only did I buy something cool, I bought this specific one, and I bought one of the best ones you can find. Market size still matters. I'm not pretending that it doesn't, but it matters far less in the NFL than the other sports. By the way, they have the Browns at 27th on here. They value the Browns at $3.18 billion. The Bengals are dead last on this list, valued at $2.84 billion. Yeah, it's, it's what does little, that mean? It means nothing. Right. Again, I, I tend to think most NFL teams are going to go at least for what the Broncos went for now. Don't you think? Not that the Broncos are a crappy organization or anything like that, or, or that they're comparable, let's say, to the, to the Bengals, but Denver's a bigger market. All those things are true. But you're telling me that it, a NFL team goes for sale tomorrow. It's not going to go for four billion. I think it will. The league average right now is four point one four billion dollars. So hey, you know what? Every single owner on this list doing all right for themselves. Yeah, that's their asset that they're holding on to. No matter what amount of money they're putting in personally, which is very little at this point for most of these owners. That's all being paid for by the the team's budget. But yeah, they're getting all that money back when they sell the team. All right, I want to put an end to this my football team can beat your basketball team nonsense over on campus. It's driving me crazy. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. On the north side, look out for a crash. 270 eastbound at 71. It's on the right shoulder. Elsewhere, you have slow traffic. 70 eastbound between Mound Street and 315. Slow traffic as well. Southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by Pirani's Hockey World. Got some old hockey gear you've been looking to get rid of? Sideline Swap will be on hand the last two days of Pirani's Hockey World annual summer sale event in Westerville, August 4th to the 14th to purchase your lightly used sports gear. Don't miss it. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. You know what I have today? What do you have I today? I have a special giveaway just because. Oh. Name a number. Give me a number. Uh, let's go with seven. Call number seven right now. 614-821-9710. Gets a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. So head to Buffalo Wild Wings for happy hour today. Valid at participating locations while supplies last. Dine in only. Drink responsibly. Go to hell. You may have added that last part. I think every advertisement should end with go to hell. I agree, but I think advertisers are too afraid to say it because they think you may actually believe that that's what they mean. But you mean. know what, though? If I heard that on a commercial, I would say, you know what? Those people, they get it. They're self-aware. I'm, I'm going to go and support that business. Of course. They don't take themselves too seriously. They know what go to hell is supposed to mean. That's right. I, I feel like if we did more of that in society, just had a little bit of like, ah, eh, you know, 
go blank yourself. Like that. That's, that's right. That's just a fun and then way you know of what? saying it takes hey, the all... sting off. Right. When somebody says it to you for real, we all acknowledge that no one should actually. We don't really mean that. You know what I mean? I mean it. Okay. I don't typically mean it. Right. If I just say that to you, I'm like, hey, GFY, Mike. I don't mean for you to go do that. I just mean, hey, lighten up, chill out. That's all. Uh, Zed Key says the idea of the football team beating the basketball team on the court is nonsense. He is correct. He says he told CJ that he would play them anytime. Let's not. Please don't. All right. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about this. First of all, CJ, I love you, buddy. Hope you win the Heisman Trophy. What you said, borderline disrespectful. All right. Don't disrespect other people's hard work by saying a bunch of football guys and get on the court and beat them at basketball. That's ridiculous. Right. All right. I'd say I, the I same would... thing if Zed Key said, you know what? I got to tell you, I watched a couple Buckeye football games and I think I can hit those receivers. They're so open. CJ, you're not so great. Yeah. That it, that's he actually did say something in these quotes where Zed was like, we're not trying to go over there to the football team and say that we could do what they do. And he's right. I think it's disrespectful. I, I, that's what bugged me about it the most last week was stop pretending. And for those of you who actually engaged in this argument, who think the football players are just the greatest athletes ever, they're really great at what they do. If you don't think baseball players are great athletes, if you don't at what they do, if you don't think ba- like basketball players, hockey players, have you seen Johnny Goudreau's ankles, by the way? Like, I've seen a lot of pictures of this guy who's coming in who scored 115 points in the NHL last year, and he has very skinny little chicken legs, it almost looks like, because you know why? His body's built for what he's doing. His body is set up for hockey. He's played it for years. He's as good as anyone on the ice. And I bet you, if you put him next to most guys who are walk-ons on the Ohio State football team and said, look at these two and tell me who's the better athlete. Without anyone knowing their resumes, you'd be tempted to say the kid who's probably bigger and stronger than Johnny Goudreau physically is right now. But who's the better player at their sport? Well, not even that. There's no question. I bet you Johnny Goudreau could blow him out when it comes to cardio, too. Absolutely right. Yes. The, like The point is each sport has its own individual needs. So, sure. Are football players great athletes? Of course they are. If you think basketball players aren't, you're being ridiculous. I'm sure CJ didn't mean it disrespectfully i'm sure he didn't mean it that way but you know what it sort of came off that way my wife tells me this all the time i say a lot of things around the house she takes it a certain way i didn't mean it that way but if that's how the person took it well then you say i'm sorry i didn't mean to say it like that well right and And i apologize i i don't think cj stroud meant to diminish what the basketball team does no no but that's how it came off these you think zed key says it with a smile but i bet you he's pissed off well i'll bet this too to be fair to C.J. Stroud and all the other discussion that's been around this from the football players themselves, a lot of those guys know the basketball players, right? So so they're having fun with each other fully, like they're all in text message threads. They have all communicated. I'm guessing most of them know each other through some level, if not very, you know, very well. They know each other at least on a surface level. That to me is the same as us busting Timmy's chops to some degree. We like Tim Hall. We mess with him. We have fun with him, but he gives it back to us. And at the end of the day, there's a friendship. So I'm quite sure a lot of that is a friendship between those guys. When I hear like, like analysts or fans or people like that saying, actually, I think he's got a point. That's where I lose my, like, stop. Like that's where we're getting dumb. Uh, Guardians take two or three from Tampa over the weekend. They start up a series with the Diamondbacks tonight. You need to sweep out the Diamondbacks. 
Yeah. By the grace of God, they are right in this race because Amen. nobody in this division wants anything. You have, I think it's the Astros coming up the series after that. Diamondbacks are terrible. You're at home. You need to sweep this series. Yeah, I know. I don't feel like that's an unreasonable request, right? Do no, you want to be the playoffs? have to do it. You're, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. We are in August. Years to me, flown by. But we are in August, and you are in a playoff hunt. So if you want to stay in that hunt, then you need to go out, and you need to go take care of business against bad teams. And this is one of those teams. Reds took two or three from the Orioles. They are in Miami tonight. Luis Castillo gets dealt. I'll talk about that coming up next. Plus, Ryan Day gets himself a couple commits and loses one in the process. That is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. On the north side, look out for a crash. 270 eastbound at I-71. The crash is going to be blocking the right lane of the ramps. 271, use caution heading through there. Many have slow traffic on 70 eastbound between Mount Street and 315. Slow traffic southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance, clients with Nationwide. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout Central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's most important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Jason's beef... At 5.34, the trade deadline edition. Speaking of trades, Luis Castillo is off to Seattle. Uh, here's my take on this. I could, I'm, I could sit here and break down prospects with you, but it would be BS, and I don't want to do that. So what I will tell you is I've been told by other people that the main prospect in this deal is now the best prospect in the red system. And that for once... The Reds sold when they got top value. That was my problem with Johnny Cueto. Is that you waited so long, you settled, and you got pretty much nothing for him. In a perfect world, you don't have this problem, and you keep Luis Castillo, and you try and win every single year. But let's live in reality for a second. That's not going to happen. The Castellinis still own this team. You wish you weren't in this position, but you are. So if you're going to be in this position, at least maximize your return. That's how the Rays have become the Rays. They know how to develop and they know when to sell. Should it be that way? No, but it is. Well, I think that's the the pertinent point you made there. A couple of them is, yeah, it's great to give value for Luis Castillo. You want to do that. You don't want to wait. But if I don't blame fans who feel frustrated because they say, hold on, we did all that. We lost for years. That's how we've acquired some of the young talent we do now have. But 
the all-in portion of that where you rebuild, you rebuild, and then you go for it, and then it it craters out and you rebuild again. Hopefully you win something while you're going for it. The Reds went for it for approximately seven minutes, eight minutes max. Well, even then, then they didn't. They didn't really go for it. They didn't go for it the way that you probably should. Right. And so then to see all those promising young pieces who have been dealt in the last six months. I understand. I get it. I can understand a lot of fans saying, well, hold on a second. They're all still relatively young. And why couldn't this have been the build? Why couldn't you have tried now? Like, why couldn't you have kept those guys? And your point, I'm glad you said it that way. Because there's so many people around baseball be like, oh, teams like the Reds. Modern baseball can't afford to be competitive. Just got to sell, 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 sell. No, that is not true. Owners like the Castellinis don't do that because they are bad owners. But stop telling me that a team like the Reds could not hang on and figure things out with the right blend of good young talent, some veterans that you bring in, you spend a little bit, maybe you go a little overboard on the spending because you're trying to win. And then if that fails, yes, you got to take a step back for a couple years, but you retool quickly. You don't give up too much. You don't wait too long. I understand Reds fans who say, are we going to have to do this another five or six years before we get another fingers crossed chance to go for it? And then will the Castellini screw that one up too? That's totally reasonable to me for Reds fans today to say, yes, logically these moves make some sense. If you've got competent ownership, that's then going to see the rebuild all the way through. I don't blame any Reds fan for saying the Castellinis aren't those guys. I agree with you. But this knowing, is, knowing yes. you had to trade yes. Luis Castillo, you got the return that you should have gotten for him. Right. That's a small victory. So there's your little you're you're playing better baseball for whatever it's worth. You're not in last place. <laughs> hey, that's good, right? You know what? I, and look, it's not Yeah, I I know the Castellinis suck. But this whole system sucks sometimes. I saw that, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers traded Josh Hader today. Yeah. Josh Hader has, well, he's a racist, number one. Uh, number two, Josh Hader has more saves than anybody else in the National League. The Brewers are in first place. Yeah. And they traded him away today. And they'll tell you, well, that's just the economics of baseball. He was going to walk away to do what he had to do. You're in first place. Right. At some point. Like that, I also don't agree with because then you're trying to go for it right now. You're in first place. Go but try. You, you for can't it. tell me you're trying to go for it when you make no, a move like this. That's my point. You should be trying. You should say, "Well, I don't care if we get nothing for him at the end of the year." Right? We went through that with the jackets to some degree. Where and baseball's changed the rules, where you don't get nothing for him, you get a draft pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at at some level, if you think you're a winning team and you think you're trying to win, I don't think they would go to their their ticket holders right now. And say, guys, we just want you to know this first place stuff, mirage. We're not any good. We know we're not any good. Like, you wouldn't say that. You would say, look at our first place ball club. Look how good we are. Hey, we're trying to win something this year. That under, that's undercut when you go out and take one of the best players you have on the roster and trade them away. They have a realistic chance of winning the World Series. I'm not saying that every single team that's within sniffing distance of the playoffs, like the Orioles, for example. Orioles have surprised some people. They've won a bunch of games. They're game over 500. Technically, they're in shouting distance of a playoff spot. They're three games back in the wild card. That's But but no one is under the illusion that the Baltimore Orioles can win the World Series. Correct. Don't give me this anything can happen in the playoffs. It won't. But if you're a Brewers fan... Yes, you could win the World Series. You should think that anyway. That's the, I mean, that's the level of team that they have. But anyway, yeah, it's I, I get really annoyed when people say economics of baseball and then ignore how 
there have been plenty of teams who have been able to find ways in the economics of baseball to survive and be good. But we can't ever seem to talk about those teams. We have to just once again prop up, well, unless you can spend like the Dodgers, then you'll never win anything. Oh, that's that's not true. There have been Tampa has not spent like the Dodgers, and they have won plenty. Not No, not a World Series, but they have gotten pretty damn close over the years. They've been one of those teams that absolutely could win a World Series and have gotten very close. All right, I have uh, Ohio State recruiting news. I have two commitments and one decommit. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's get the commits in and then, All right, here's a then commit. tell me who decommitted. Uh, class of 2025. I got to do math on that one. This dude is entering his sophomore season in high school. All right. Okay. Jonte Gilbert is his name, a corner from Douglas High School in Atlanta. He has, has no star rating because he's not eligible for one yet. He's too yeah. young. Uh, he had early offers from Arkansas, Buffalo, Florida A&M, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, and UAB. I have no yeah. idea what he's going to be. But Buckeyes were in on him early. They clearly saw something that they liked. They offered, and he accepted. So that is class of 2025. Here is one for the 2023 class. Quarterback, Brock Glenn. Okay. I like the name. Sure. He is a four-star guy from Memphis. So he has recruited. He had... Uh, he did the camp thing in early June, official visit a couple weeks later. So he's a four-star guy. He had offers from all of the, the bigger schools that you would assume would be in on a four-star quarterback. Brock Glenn definitely sounds like really good quarterback name. Glenn Brock sounds like a guy who's going to sell me insurance. Which could yeah, be I can maybe see that. like you know what I'm saying? It's just you flip the two names around, and he does have two first names, so that's always going to be a little bit of a red flag. But I think he'll be fine, and that's based on me watching zero point zero minutes of his tape. I have no idea if he's any good, but if the Buckeyes wanted him, I'll guess that he's pretty decent. He is six two one ninety five, the seventeenth rated quarterback in the twenty twenty three class. Now the decommit, uh, Dijon Johnson, my guy. Mm. I'm sad that he's decommitting because if he was awesome, you'd just be called the mustard man. I was going to call him hot mustard, but to well, each whatever. Own, however you were going to do that. Uh, he had committed to the Buckeyes right after the spring game, and I guess he took an official visit to Florida recently, and people said the writing was on the wall, and he went on social media this weekend and said, you know, hey, I'm thankful everybody at Ohio State, but I'm going to open up my commitment, so I'm gone. He was a four-star corner. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't. I know that people get mad about this stuff. I don't. Again, you're talking a lot of guys making commitments that are 17, 18 years old when they're doing that. At 17 or 18, there, there for sure were things that I probably would have committed to, and then two weeks later would have been like, oh, I don't know if this was a good idea, you know. And you don't have to stay locked in on that. It's not not like he signed. He's verbally committed. So, yes, you should give your word, and it shouldn't matter, but. If you knew how many times promises were broken in college football recruiting or in just college recruiting in general, you probably wouldn't feel that bad about it when guys do this. I certainly don't. I wish him the best. If it's not the right fit for him, then yeah, don't come here. Don't fool yourself into doing something you don't really want to do. The Holt man meeting with the media today. I guess they're going to the Bahamas to do some practicing and scrimmaging, right? Yeah, they are leaving uh, the 4th. So what is that? Uh, Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. So they're leaving. They'll be there August 4th through the 9th. I forget what other schools are there, but a couple of smaller schools will be there as well. Uh, he was talking a little bit today about what's going on with you know some of the injuries they've had and things like that. 
He mentioned Justice Suing and Seth Towns. Okay. Um, he said all Ohio State players are practicing in some capacity. He said Suing and Towns are, quote, somewhat limited in what they can do. And he did say that uh, they won't be fully cleared for the Bahamas, but should be cleared by September. So they won't be playing in these games in the Bahamas if they play any, you know, scrimmages, it doesn't sound like. But they should be ready to go by September. So that is good news. Good to hear they're practicing all and right. not just doing nothing. Well, uh, Seth Towns was practicing last year, too, wasn't he? Well, I right. I'm not saying go ahead and just count those guys in for, you know, 30 minutes a game and, you know, 20 and 10 each of them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if the answer was, no, nope, still haven't got them on the court yet, wouldn't you be a little more concerned? At least this is a step in the right direction. Uh, that right. Justice Suing may be healthy enough to play I just, Seth what, Towns. What bothers me when people are very bullish about this basketball team this year, Justice Suing's name always comes up, and it's almost like a given that, oh, he's, he's going to be a you know 15-point guy. I, I don't know that. I don't know how anybody could know that. Chris Holtman doesn't know that. No, of course not. Um, also, Gene Brown is uh, apparently, according to Holtman, might be on a minutes restriction. I'm thinking that he must mean for this Bahamas trip, but sounds like he might be a little dinged up too, so they're saying he'll be on a little bit of a minutes restriction. But yeah, I mean, the reality is you you need as much time for all the transfers coming in and all the, the freshmen coming in. You need a chance for them to bond, so this will be a good trip for them, hopefully, to do so. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns for this Buckeye basketball team. And I don't mean just the general sports unknowns, clearly. I mean, you lost two of your best scorers, two of your best players. They're they're gone to the NBA. That's all done now. So you got to pick that up. That's not going to be easy to replace either one of those guys, Mal- uh, Malachi Branham or EJ Liddell. Rick Flair had his final, air quotes, match last night. Bone, he's just a hard-working man. Uh-huh. Defying yeah. the odds for one last shot of glory. I read several puff pieces about him last week. Or perhaps he's a crappy guy who did some entertaining things, who is so broken and insecure that he has no idea how to live a normal life. Maybe you watched this last night. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed watching a 73-year-old man make a fool of himself and bleed like a stuffed pig. That That's how you get your jollies. I don't know, man. I don't want to go to a show and see Sinatra forget his lines or John Bon Jovi sing like a dead cat. I don't. I don't get off with that. Right. If you're a Ric Flair fan from back in the day, I don't know why I want to see Grandpa in the ring looking like a shell of himself. But I guess enough people did that it was fantastic, and we have to celebrate this guy and all his hard work and determination because he's a hundred and wears a crucifix around his neck now. I will tell you this too. I don't for a second believe this is it for him. Like, how I, could you? Well, I mean. Has, has, He's going to be in a real casket match. That, right. There's been, like, for a long time, there's been, like, an internet gif slash meme slash whatever you want to call it where uh, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels are having that match. And it's Ric Flair's last match. And Shawn Michaels has to give him the sweet chin music. It's going to go upstairs and knock his teeth out with a, a kick that's going to send him into next Tuesday. And he looks at Ric Flair right as Ric Flair standing up on his last legs. And Shawn Michaels looks across the ring. And with all the sorrow you can muster in a fake wrestling event, he says, I'm sorry. And then he kicks the hell out of it. I think there was an I love you thrown in there, yeah, too. I love right? I'm sorry. I, I love, love you. you. Yes, I'm I sorry. You, I love you. And then he destroys him. And then that was like, that was a touching moment, right? Because that was Ric Flair's last match. No, he, wasn't ready then. he wasn't ready then. He's and ready now. Like, I'm just saying, how many times does this guy have to retire for us to believe that it will not ever be his last retirement. He, I, I mean, again, 
the only thing that will stop this man. And I hope it doesn't come for him. I hope he, he keeps outlasting the Grim Reaper, however he's been doing it. But this man, I don't believe, will be his last match until he is in the grave. And even then, I would not be totally out of the question that he will reach his hand up out of the grave and come back out for one more Just match. a hardworking man trying to achieve a dream. Who is crazy. Whatever the hell he's, that is. Yes. Uh, Urban is needed again down in Jacksonville. I'll tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. On the north side, look out for a crash on 270 eastbound on the exit ramp to 71. You have a crash blocking the right lane of that ramp. It's causing a backup from US 23, so you can expect delays there. And expect slow traffic on US 33 eastbound between 270 and Gender Road. This report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers. $1,600 weekly earning potential with overtime opportunities, $5,000 sign-on bonus, and attendance bonuses as well. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue Tuesday through Thursday from 11 to 3. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Filthy mouths, bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts. It's called cabbage. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Hey, check out the podcast if you haven't done so already. It's wherever you get your audio. Google, Spotify, Apple, we are there. Just search us. Common Man and T-Bone, you'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including the podcast-only extras. Teddy likes to call them flashbacks. He does a good job with those. He grabbed a couple I was listening to this morning from yesterday that he posted, and I... Again, it's weird saying this when we do this show every day, but you and I both forget about everything we do about every day. I don't remember anything. Right. Teddy will tell me some of the stuff that uh, he's put on the flashback. I don't remember any of it. So I, so he had tweeted something about it, and I thought, well, let me go give it a listen, because I, I rarely do I go listen to myself. I feel like that's pretty And if you ridiculous. did, you'd be a nutcase. Right. It's pretty ridiculous, right? So I was listening to it today. It's about 12 minutes long, this little segment that he put in there. And I won't ruin it all for you. Go check it out if you want to hear it. Subscribe to the podcast. But I'm driving into work, and I was laughing genuinely at some of the stuff you were saying, at the absurdity of what we were doing. You're laughing at yourself. Yes, yes, yes. You. All of that. Horrible. Crazy. And then I look over, and I see there's a person sitting next to me, and I realized, you know, I don't know if you've ever stood outside someone's car when... They've got their volume up. Sometimes you can make out everything that's coming He's out of those speakers. Like, Look at this guy. Right. T-Bone's laughing oh, at himself. I felt, what I an sleep. egomaniac. So I drove my car off a bridge, and I walked the rest of the way here. I just felt so awful. I was like, I can't have that car anymore. That car's done. Can't have any evidence that I was ever listening to myself on the radio. Oh, I was mortified. But anyway, 
it it surprised me how good it was. Can I say wow. that? Wow. Man, I got to go back and listen to this now. <laughs> Jesus. Cuz I usually think everything we do is stupid and I was I was it was it was very stupid. Urban Meyer is needed back in Jacksonville. I think we need our little uh, special traffic open for this. So, about it. No, that's not it. Oh. I hate this system that we have. So, that's not it. All right. Fan traffic. From the Hey Dipsh, make your f***ing kicks traffic center. The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> have cut rookie Andrew Mevis? Mevis? Sure. Mevis. He's a kicker. Mevis and Mudhead. He wildly missed three field goal attempts during training camp warm-ups, including one that hit former Cowboys head coach Dave Campo. Right, who now works in local radio, I guess, in Jacksonville. All right, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that either, but yeah, it, it plunked him. And I remember when that happened last week, everyone was saying, the kicking issues are bad. Could that, I don't know, is that just lingering bad karma from Urban? Here, I don't know no, what it Here's is. what I think. I think any time a team cuts a kicker, like, their head coach, not able to do it. You have to fly Urban Meyer in. I think so. He, yeah. he kicks them in the ass and then berates them. That's right. That's how you cut a kicker. And then he asks if they have any bars he can go to where maybe he might be able to meet up with some ladies. Specifically if the bars are no, named after him. He's not doing anything. He's no, just, he's just standing no, there up with, I said with his up hand with. out there. All you're doing is meeting up with someone. What did you think I meant? You just stand there, right? You stand there, you put your hand out, and uh, have an entertaining. And then have evening. a little butt cracky massage. <laughs> butt Whatever cracky massage. So Andrew Mevis Mevis is dead. See ya. Urban has killed him, and Dave Campo apparently is dead too, from getting hit with a football. Yeah, I would think that's one of the more painful things you could have happen, where no one has sympathy for you. You know what I mean? Like if you get hit by a football being kicked from forty yards away. That must hurt like hell. And then everyone's immediate reaction is to go. Like they laugh at you. Well, Krenzel's told this story because it looks funny. It is kind of hilarious looking, but I'm sure it's quite painful. And you do need sympathy when that happens because it would feel bad. I forget if he was playing with the Bears or if he was with the Bengals at this point. But they were warming up before the game and Chris Collinsworth was doing the game. Okay. Krenzel's on the field throwing. And one of his teammates says, man, I, it's Chris Collinsworth. I hate that guy. Hmm. And Krenzel says, I'll try and hit him with the football for you. Oh. And he's a good 50 yards down the field. Yeah. The joke being, Krenzel's never been so accurate in his life. <laughs> and so he threw the football, not really expecting to hit him with the ball. Yes. Because he is walking. And right, that, so he that, had a moving target. Right, too. he's a moving talk, target. It's 50 yards down the field. He never really expected to hit him with the ball. Hits him right in the head. Oh, wow. Right in the head. What happened? Did Krenzel close his eyes and think he was in West Lafayette for a minute? Throwing to Mike Jenkins? Collinsworth looks... First, he's stunned. Right. And it hurts. Yeah, it hurts like hell when you get hit by a right, pointy a, football. A, a going, football traveling 50 yards in the air yeah. has hit you in the head... And so he makes eye contact with Krenzel, and Krenzel sort of plays it off like, oh, I'm sorry, man, that one got away from me. And Collinsworth sort of shook it off like, ah, it didn't hurt, I'm fine. But you know it hurt. Oh, of you course. know it. It feels so bad when you get plunked by a football. It's, I'm saying, you get hit by a baseball. 
Like someone hits a foul ball, rips one well, into the who stands. Was that, who was that dude last week who got hit? Oh in the yeah, right. Side of the head in the Redskins. Yes, but what? But but the second that happens, everyone goes, "Oh no!" Because you know how bad that is. You know that's terrible. You know that could be life threatening. And if one goes into the stands, right? If like a foul ball goes into the stands, everyone instantly is like, "Are they okay? What happened? Are they all right?" You know, and you look to see, and the person's like, "Oh, I'm okay." It hits them in the stomach. They get up. They're okay. You go, "Good." Football hits you. People laugh. You know another one? Soccer ball. Like if you're, I've seen this happen at, at soccer games where they're warming up and they're taking penalty, not penalty kicks, they're taking free kicks from like 30 yards out. I've heard those things go by like being low on the field. They have a vapor trail on them. Some oh, of those, yeah. I mean, they're going Absolutely. 80, 90 miles an hour. Some of those shots. And if you're not looking when they just missed the corner and then it's coming full speed and hit you in the noggin again, that's extremely painful. But since it's a big, soft ball comparatively like a soccer ball or a, a baseball people think oh it doesn't hurt that bad and there's a lot of laughter and that's not good because it can be very I'm, I'm wondering I hope Dave Campo is okay I hope he's all right is what I'm saying it still astonishes me going back to that uh, pitcher in the Reds game last week yeah, whose name I have face. forgotten in the side of the head like in the temple yeah it hit him and it hit him so hard that the ball ricocheted into the air and was caught for an out yeah, by an infielder. By third, by third baseman, I want to say. But I don't understand the physics of the human body where a baseball, and we've all ha- had a baseball in our hands. Oh. We know what that feels like. Off the bat, they said that was 114 miles oh, an hour. God. Oh. How a baseball, off the bat, 114 miles an hour, can hit someone flush in the head and they don't die. Right. How have we not had more people die? I know, man. That's You're you're exactly right. It's, it's a crazy thing to think about that that's been able to <laughs> go on for so many years and we rarely see someone like you would think every season someone would be dying during a baseball game i know that's what uh many years ago got thom brenneman that's what he used to say was he wanted guys to wear like full lacrosse helmets well and yeah. then he also decided to you know use homophobic slurs right after that so well, just that one maybe maybe well right just the one the browns have said sorry if that triggered you you knew I, we, we don't have time. I know you don't. I know it's why you we said have that. This, we'll get it later. All right. The Browns have released a statement. Great. About Deshaun Watson's suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, the segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. We're looking out for some slow traffic on US 33 eastbound between 270 and Gender Road. Slow traffic southbound 315 between 670 and I-70. And you have slow traffic on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers $1,600 weekly, earning potential with overtime opportunities. $5,000 sign-on bonus and attendance bonuses. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue, Tuesday through Thursday from 11 to 3. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show and feel better about yourself. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Yikes! Is coming up in mere moments, but T-Bone has to tell you about water first. That's right. I love my water at Connecticut that they have put into our house. I guess they didn't put the water in our house. They have gotten the funk out of the water in our house. It's really what they've done. They've removed something from our water, and now it's much better. So we love that, and I actually sometimes take for granted how much better the water is at our house because we experience it all the time. And just like anything good, after you experience it for a while, you get numb to it. But I recently, just this weekend was at someone else's house. We were visiting. We were a long way from home. I go in to wash my hands after using the bathroom. And I turn on the faucet and the water that came out of the faucet. I kid you not, it stank. It reeked. And I noticed there was a stain on the sink. And I thought, ah, yeah, this this is the problem water they talk about. We didn't have it that bad at our house, but I do know Connecticut deals with all different kinds of problem water. If you've got that, or maybe you've become numb to the water in your house in the opposite way, we're like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not that bad. I had a dead body in my tub, and that's why it reeked. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to out you there. But now the statute of limitations should be up by this point. Anyway, the point is, if your water is funky and bad, Connecticut can get that out of there. ConnecticutColumbus.com. Find out how to get the funk out of your water. I'm not thinking there's a statute of limitations on murder. I'm hoping that there's not. No, there is. There, definitely there is? is. On murder? <laughs> oh, kidding. There's of course not. There shouldn't be. Uh, last Wednesday was the shortest day ever, or for a while at least. An average day is 86,400 seconds or 24 hours. Breaking news. But timeanddate.com reported that June 29th was 1.59 milliseconds shorter than that. On that day, the Earth completed one spin in a fraction of a second less than 24 hours. This slight wobble made that day was the shortest day ever recorded since atomic clocks began. Many scientists associate the change in speed to something called the Chandler wobble, which is when there's a change in the spin of the Earth on the axis. 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 That too. Uh, Now, the main question is, how does this affect our daily lives? It doesn't, but it still gets a yikes. Uh, so Ivana Hirnikiu was, she's a reporter and managing producer for AL.com. That is a news site in Alabama. Part of her job is to go and, you know, this is kind of a rough gig, but it's what she's got to do. She's got to go witness executions for the newspaper to make sure that they happen and write about them and talk about them. So she was at the Alabama Department of Corrections uh, facility where they were about to have one of said executions. And as she walked in, someone with the Alabama Corrections Department said, excuse me, ma'am, can't come in here with that short skirt on. She said she's five foot ten and with her heels on. She's very tall. She said she has long legs. Mm. She's also an award-winning journalist and has attended and witnessed seven executions. So she knows the drill. She's been there. There's a dress dress code for death? Yeah. They're getting ready to kill someone with lethal injection, but they said prior to doing that, we got to make sure everyone is dressed properly. So... What did they do to fix this problem? Did they say, ah, hey, you didn't know. Next time, maybe just wear something different and let her go on in? Nope. She had to go borrow someone's fisherman waiters, Mm. hip waiters, put them on, and then went in 
in what must have been the most morbid and ridiculous scene ever to watch a person die. The entire state of Alabama for this one just gets a big old yikes. Bodie is in for uh, Panama Ted today. Go ahead, Bode man. All right, guys. My first yikes is going to go to the Boston Red Sox, more in particular their uh, starting pitching staff. So yesterday, the Red Sox actually beat the Brewers 7-2, to so good for them. They got one of the few wins that they had in the month of July. More importantly, though, it was the first time in the entire month of July that a Red Sox starting pitcher picked up a win. They nearly went the entire month without without uh, having a starting pitcher win just a single game. That's it, just one game, which is what uh, it's only happened twice in MLB history, too. So Boston was almost the third team to do it. Fortunately for the Sox, though, they avoided that win. Josh Winkowski, how about that? The guy's literally got win in his last name. He picked up the win yesterday against Milwaukee. I guess it's good for Boston that there's 31 days in July, not 30. Otherwise, they would have been the third team out of the list. But nonetheless, almost going a full month without a starting pitcher earn a debut is a yikes. A man traveling from Indonesia to Australia has been fined about $2,000 for smuggling illegal food in his luggage. Two sausage McMuffins and a ham croissant were found in his bags by a canine trained for such things. Foot and mouth disease is a problem there, so they want to make sure you officially declare any and all breakfast sandwiches you have. Yikes. But that got me thinking about the weirdest things seized at airports. This list is just from last year in the U.S. All right. Chainsaw. <laughs> Fireworks. Mm. Machete. And a burrito filled with meth. My meth-filled Dildaruni never gets confiscated. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yikes. Meth Burrito. Good band name. Uh, so yesterday we ended up at the mall, and my wife said, why don't we go get lunch at the food court? And I said, honey, we're going to go to a mall food court. It was exactly 12.00 when she said this. It was noon. I said, honey, if we go to the food court at noon, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be lines everywhere. We're going to stand there for an hour. She said, are you an idiot? Do you know what year it is? It's 2022. We walk out and she was right. It was a ghost town. I'm sure it was. I'm not, I'm like, I'm still just not used to how malls are nowadays where I anticipate, oh, middle of the day on a weekend, food court's going to have 20 people deep at every restaurant. No, we walked right up and got our food and had no problems whatsoever. They look at you and say, thank God you've come. Yeah. They did, and actually, all the food was free. They were like, please, it's all about to expire. Just take it. So anyway, mall food courts, I guess, yikes, because no one goes anymore, but it works out in my favor. All right, my second yikes is going to be handed out to Aiden Mizell. Now, who the hell is Aiden Mizell? He's a four-star wide receiver in this year's class of 2023, top 100 prospect overall, so pretty good player. On Friday, he committed to Florida, and the uh, Gators beat out Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee, among others, to land him. So, pretty good pickup there if you could pick up that type of player. But the yikes part comes in when after he and his family did the whole, they threw on that Florida hat, Florida t-shirt, celebrated whatnot. Mizell decided to bring out not one, but two different live alligators carrying one in each arm. And they looked as if they had some like tape over their mouth to keep them shut, as if a freaking alligator couldn't break through some tape if he really wanted to. But I guess it's a good thing the kid decided to go to Florida and maybe not like Clemson or LSU or California. I guess a gator might be better than like a bear and a tiger in that situation. But nonetheless, the whole live gators thing, just to commit to Florida, there's probably a 50% chance this kid will decommit at some point anyway. That's got to be a yikes. Former Alabama beat writer John Tolte has told a story about Nick Saban and former Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt that I find very entertaining. Before he was disgraced at Tennessee, Pruitt was on Saban's staff at Alabama. 
One night out recruiting, Pruitt and Saban are looking to get some food. Pruitt suggests Zaxby's. Saban looks at Pruitt and says, what the F is a Zaxby's? Pruitt responds, slightly annoyed. It's like a classier Chick-fil-A, coach. Two things that tickle me. Number one, Saban has been coaching in the South for a long time, but still doesn't pretend to know anything about the South. Second, Jeremy Pruitt back in 2006 was eating at a steakhouse on the MTV reality show Two-A-Days. You can find this online if you want to. His dining companion was eating asparagus when Pruitt asked, what the hell is that? (laughs) When told it was asparagus, his response was, I ain't never heard of it. Football coaches (laughs) are life leaders. Remember that. And yikes. They're just like us. I ain't never heard of it. And he says it in the most hillbilly way you could possibly say it. 100%. Uh, My third yikes is going to go to crop duster pilots. No, I'm not talking about the act of walking in the living room and letting one fly while your partner's unaware and suddenly she smells your dankness. No, I mean actually dusting the crops with pesticides, insecticides, whatever you're putting on them. We saw this last night. I was driving around Union County where I live. Saw a pilot doing this aerial acrobatic dance with power lines, trees, houses, all of them mere feet away from the bottom of his airplane. And instead, what I watched for 20 minutes was uh, just pure perfection from a guy flying around, helping out, keep the crop safe, I guess. But if you want to see pictures of it at Degenerate T-Bone on my Instagram, you can go find that there. But I was standing very close to this plane and thankfully it was okay. It didn't deviate but if it had it would have been a big old yikes was that a positive yikes no it would have been a yikes if it had like gone (laughs) like even a smidge we would all be dead okay all right my final yikes is going to the poor girl on jeopardy last thursday night who was oh so close but oh so far in her final uh and her guess for this one clue let's have a quick listen here Call yourself a fan for 600. The Cameron Crazies are students who show undying support for this university's Blue Devils basketball teams. Katrina. What is UNC? No. Brienne. What is Duke? Yeah, Katrina's not making many friends in North Carolina right now. (laughs) (laughs) Katrina's not making many friends. She is uh, from Virginia, which I think has to make it at least a little bit worse, right? She's in the ACC footprint. She's a state away from North Carolina. And while part of me wants to give her some credit for being kind of close, it also, I think, kind of makes it even worse that not only did she not answer with the correct answer of Duke, but she chose their most hated arch rival, saying UNC, yikes. Look at you, professional, putting audio (laughs) into the That's one of the first times, I think it's the first time ever we've had that. It's pretty great. The Pac-12 is living in la-la land. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Look out for slow traffic on US 33 eastbound between Refugee Road and Bixby Road. Slow traffic on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And you have slow traffic on 71 northbound between Green Lawn and I-70. This report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance, protecting clients with Nationwide. Columbus, Ohio, Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you money. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's most important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark coming up at 534. Trade deadline is tomorrow. I want to say it's tomorrow at 6 p.m. Is that right? Uh, it sounds right to me. But what I wanted to remind all of you idiots is that there is no such thing as waiver deals anymore. Like oh. It used to be when the deadline passed, if you could get guys to clear waivers, you can still make trades. That is gone. So oh. anything that's going to happen trade-wise needs to happen by tomorrow's deadline. And then after that, it's just you are... You're, they, you are who you your, are. They put your feet in concrete, and you are stuck there. Yeah. You cannot move away. I did see that the uh, the Orioles. What did you say? They were three games out of a playoff spot. Three and a half games out of a playoff spot. Uh, yes, three and a half out of the second or the third wild card spot, or however many they have. Now. I saw that they traded Trey Mancini today to the Astros. So even they don't believe no. that they're any good. No. They, I mean, they all. Everybody has to know that, right? I mean, as much as it's a nice I mean, story and it's I know cool it, and what, all that, but what we're told by people all the time, when I tell you that, oh, you know what? I, I want it to be special, make the playoffs. Think there's too many teams. It's no, because the more teams involved, well, the excited, the more excited they're going to be, and they're going to go out deadline and make moves. No, they're not. We the Milwaukee Brewers are in first place, and they traded oh, they their made, closer today. They made moves. Well, yes, they made moves ones. to help other teams. <laughs> Not themselves. Well, right. I think at some point we have to live in a world that, at least in Major League Baseball, I know other sports don't operate this way. Other sports where you've gotten eight teams in, like in the NHL and the NBA, and they've done that for years, those teams do live in that world where it's like, hey, make a run. We should try. At least in the NHL, there's that, right? Because the NHL does sometimes have teams that turn it around midseason and go on big runs, right? Saw that with St. Louis a few years ago. You can see it sometimes where a team just takes off. But even in the NBA, they usually now have gotten to the point where they say, yeah, I mean, we're a playoff team. We're going to make the playoff. We're not trying to spend $250 million on this player. We know we're in a rebuild. We're not trying to keep that guy around here. And that's that's what a lot of teams in baseball are realizing, too. We're not going to try to go out and spend on this one guy. We're not at that point. We need to rebuild and retool to a point where we think we can go win a World Series and apparently the Brewers don't even feel strongly about that, which is surprising to me because I think they're better off than a lot of other teams. Did you see that your buddy was DFA'd again today? I did. Robbie Cano? Too bad for him. How many times in one season can a guy with 2,600 hits be told to go away? A lot. When you've got, when you've got issues with PEDs. When you've well, got a large, when it's you've, not issues with PEDs. It's the fact that he can't hit anymore. No, but he, had all, terrible. That, he had all that too back before. Well, yes. But then that but, didn't stop people from signing him anyway. So did Bartolo Colon. Yeah, but at the end, he was still useful, and that's why he kept finding jobs. That's right. Uh, Pac-12, not useful. George Clavicle. George Klievkov. Whatever his name is, it doesn't matter. Where's yeah. the rock when you need him? I don't it know. doesn't matter what your name is! Pac-12 Media Days was Friday, and we told you some of the stupid things he said on Friday, but this is perhaps the dumbest. I don't know how we didn't see this on Friday, but 
Go ahead. Well, he apparently told this just to The Athletic in an interview they did on Friday. He said, quote, It's clear that UCLA and USC made a decision for short-term financial gain at the expense of their student-athletes. It's 100% clear to me it's really unfortunate, and I think they're already regretting it, given the pushback (laughs) that they've gotten from almost every corner of their communities. I think they will regret it more as time goes on. What pushback? Have they gotten? I'm I'm guessing there are some people within the USC UCLA, you know, fan bases that probably have looked at this and said, "Oh, I'm going to miss the Pac-12, or I'm going to miss playing all these traditional I'm rivalries." Miss we've not played. going or not caring. Well, yeah, right. Get out of here. Right. You're not going to miss any. The, the Rose Bowl's your pushback. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of people in their community that he's referring to that are people who say, "Yeah, I love this game. Who's our quarterback? What's our coach's name?" Uh, Lincoln, who like they're, they're not diehard fans. They are people who have donated a lot of money and probably are very much in that world. They've donated, they care to some degree who might be saying, I wish we were still sticking with tradition. But the reality is if you follow this sport at all and you know, what's good and what's not the PAC 12 has become quite unessential to modern college football. Sad to say, at least when it comes to their ability to get a team to the playoffs, now, as far as having rivalries and all that, yeah, of course, that's going to be missed. But USC and UCLA are trying to find a way to get the bag. That's all this has been about. Well, I love how Kliakov, too, is, it's all about money. By the way, we're open for business. We're hoping to expand. Oh, yeah. Well, why? Yeah, why would you, you, you do that? go out there with 10 teams. And, and That's actually your name. That's what you used to be called was the Pac-10. I'm just saying, you can go out there and play, buddy. Nothing's stopping you. Why you want to expand? Oh, because you want more money from TV? Got it. Well, it is about money. Right. And again, if those schools are regretting it, that must mean you've got something really good going in the Pac-12, now 10. So call yourself the Pac-10, stop talking to the Big 12, and sign your TV deal and let's get going. I hate, I, I tend to hate these, you know, fix my restaurant shows like Gordon Ramsay comes into a bad restaurant and then fights with the person. They call him in. Then Ramsay says, do this. Then the dumb owner fights with him the entire time. And it's along the lines of, I can't make that change. It'll upset my long-term customers. And Ramsey looks around the restaurant and says, there's nobody here. Right. What? <laughs> Who cares if you upset your long-term customers? You're going bankrupt. You're going broke. You need to get new customers in here. To your point, to Kliakov's point, I'm sure there is a little pushback from the 2,500 people that attend these games on a Saturday. Well, we're not going to be able to see Stanford like we want to. Who cares? You're going to make $125 million a year in television revenue. By the way, UCLA's athletic department is over $100 million in the hole. So why do you think they made that deal? Of course, that's why they made it. Yeah, they needed to. And that's, that's, I don't think they're actually regretting it. I think he's trying to talk himself into that. Well, he sounds stupid. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon in Delaware. Look out for a crash on Troy Road at Central Avenue. And then on the north side, you have a crash on 270 westbound on the ramp to northbound US 23. Use caution if you're heading through there. And you have slow traffic on US 33 eastbound between Refugee Road and Bixby Road. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they've got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Last segment I was talking about those like kitchen nightmare type shows where it's a terrible restaurant, they bring one of these chefs in, and then for some reason they just fight with them the entire time. Yeah, right. I never understood that, and that's why I stopped watching those shows, because it was so formulaic and so stupid. How every time the restaurant owner's like, not my restaurant, and it's like, but you're, you your restaurant. You called us in here. Right. The, 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 well, the other thing is, the cameras are set up. Like, I'm going to scream at this patron, or I'm going to scream at my chefs, or whatever you're going to do, and be horrible, and this is like the reason you're so bad. And it's like, meanwhile, they had to come in and put cameras up everywhere. Like, were you not aware of that? Did you not remember that they did that? When you decided to go, like, give them all the evidence as to why Gordon Ramsay's going to come in and scream at you? I know, it, it lends itself to being questionable credibility. Yeah, but like, look, back in the day when we used to talk to people, we had John Taffer on the show. We did. John Taffer from Bar Rescue. And I used to enjoy the show. I liked it a lot. I found him very entertaining. And then every episode was the same. Right? They'd set up the hidden cameras. They would something stupid would happen. Then Taffer would make his appearance. And yep. he'd start screaming at the guy and say, Shut it down. Every single time. Shut every it down. Time. And then he would fight with this bar owner. It's just so stupid. If I were this these people, my business is failing. And I guess they wouldn't put me on TV. Because Taffer would walk in and say, you're a failure! And I'd say, yes, I am. Change anything you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> you won't hear anything from me. Go ahead. Yeah. Change it all. I'd be like, I'm actually willing to listen to anything you say. I brought a notebook. Please tell me what you think I could be doing better. But then again, these people have put their entire life savings into these businesses at some point. Maybe you and, and I can and they, do this. Maybe they, oh, start a, start a business about that's this? bad and then have them no, come rescue no. it? no. You and I are the people that go in oh. on a show called Radio Rescue. I'd love to do that. And we walk into bad radio stations and we just kick people's asses. Yeah, but then all of our suggestions would be like, have you thought about not talking about sports? And then they would be like, no, we haven't. We're like, try that. Works for us. And then they would be bad at that possibly too. And then I don't know what we would do after that. How would we help them? Well, I mean, there are lots of things we can suggest. Like we can what? say, hey, are you in New York? No, stop taking calls every single segment. There you go. That's a good no, call. No, you have to take calls. That's the way it's always been done. It's, you want to draw numbers? Don't take calls. I, oh, yeah, you're right. The day we stop taking calls, numbers go up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It, but but again, it's not that all callers are bad. We had a lot of good callers. We had a lot of fun times with the callers. But the problem is for every one of those you would get, you get three or four that waste everybody's time. Oh, I have to have this. Uh, this guy named Ricky Saucedo, who's a beat writer for the Texas Longhorns on the air to talk about... Why? Gotta always interview someone. Why do you have to interview somebody? Stop it. The minute something happens in sports, it's like, who can we find to talk to about this? You read the, read the story from their equivalent of 11 Warriors and move on to something else. Nobody needs to hear nine minutes from Texas beat writer guy. Yeah. There's I've, a podcast for that if they want that. True enough. 
Yeah, this, you're right. There's lots of things we could go into with that. You don't have to like. You don't have to always get every angle and detail of every story. You can just kind of get the high points, and if it's not worth talking about for very long, don't talk about it. Maybe for very we long. don't have to limit it to just radio stations. What else could we, we do? We bust into D and Jimmy's office and say this logo sucks. Oh well, that. There's a line to get into that office to tell them how dumb they are. They don't listen. Anyway, we do have a a statement from them. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Because the news today, Deshaun Watson suspended for six games. The union has announced they're not going to appeal this. The NFL has not made that decision yet. They have three days, if they want, to file an appeal. Uh, Watson, by the way, only has one outstanding lawsuit because he settled three more. So, suspension comes down. We really have not heard from the Haslam family at all throughout this entire process other than when he was, you know, traded for and signed. That's the last time we heard from them. Uh, Here's a statement. Throughout this process, Deshaun and his representatives have abided by the newly created and agreed upon process for the NFLPA and the NFL to defer to the objective Judge Sue L. Robinson to comprehensively review all information and make a fair decision. We respect Judge Robinson's decision and at the same time empathize and understand there have been many individuals triggered throughout this process. That's an interesting sentence. We know Deshaun is remorseful that this situation has caused much heartache to many and he will continue to work or do the I'm sorry, continue the work needed to show who he is on and off the field and we will continue to support him. Okay, so... That's a that is a word salad of word salads. You get that that was carefully crafted by soup a PR and breadsticks. You get all that at Olive Garden. It's really good. Um, anyway, this this the phrase that I can't really go with at all, other than the entire statement, is we empathize and understand that there have been many individuals triggered throughout this process. What does that mean? Well, that means what does it mean triggered? It's unfortunate the details of this case may have, you know, caused people who have been victims of sexual assault in the past to relive those memories. But Mm. so, you know, they're they're, they're just they're they're out there. There's no he's they didn't do those things. Oh, he didn't do them. No, 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 because because then if they had said something like there have been many individuals hurt throughout this process, the question would be, well, Ah, who who got hurt? Mm. Right. Who got hurt and by whom and when stood by him this entire process. He didn't do anything. So so they empathize and understand there have been many individuals triggered by this process. Let me let me just give this to another situation. If um, I'm standing there wearing shorts and uh, Jimmy Haslam walks up to me and starts urinating on my leg and I go, you know, I I think you're urinating on my leg, Jimmy. That's not nice of you. And he goes, no, man, it's raining out. I'm like, well, I. I really am frustrated that you're urinating on my leg and you're telling me it's rain. And then if his response was, well, I guess some people are triggered by the weather reports. Huh? Weather channel too tough for you, little lad. Huh? I can't watch the weather channel. Don't like that weather report. It's like, no, no, no. It's not a weather report. You're urinating on my leg and telling me it's something it's not. You're gaslighting me and telling me nothing happened when we clearly know something happened because the judge who you said you agree with, said something happened just now. That's why she suspended your guy for six games. Nowhere in this statement do Jimmy and D. Haslam say, uh, yeah, we res- they said they respect the ruling. The ruling says he did things. He did bad things. 
and only that she cannot punish him further because of the NFL's rules. So you're sorry people got triggered that your guy did a bad thing. Why were they triggered? It's because he did a bad thing and you need to apologize for hiring that guy at the very least. You could at least acknowledge that. You could at least acknowledge well, we did something gonna, bad. They're not going to do that. Right. They're, they're moving on. That's right. it. That, I know they're moving on. And that's just it, man. This is their victory lap, what they just put out there. That is their way of saying, oh, hey, we're sorry if you triggered. Wiping our hands of this whole thing. Who's ready for us? Like, they are ready to go. At least you know who they are. Oh, you know. You know? You know very much who you're giving your money to when you go support the Haslam family. Any of their teams. That goes for the crew, too. And you know what, though? They're speaking to to their fan base. Are they? Yeah, I've heard from a lot of of people. Well, I've heard from a lot of idiots. Say, let's go play some football. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of idiots, too. There's a lot of women in their fan base, though. Women who probably don't enjoy the fact that when they might say something about someone in their community doing something harmful to them, people like the Haslam's are going to say, ah, sorry if you got triggered. We got a lot of money to pay that guy because he's good at football. Like that, that's, that's the message that everyone should be taking away from this is the Haslam's do not care about whatever your feelings are on this. They think you're dumb enough to ignore all the facts that are out there. Perhaps that's true, but let's just stick on the football for a second. Since that's what, that's what matters here. To them. Well, whatever. Let's just say that's all that matters. Are we absolutely positively sure that he's good at football? No. No. That, that's the other thing. That's a whole nother. Is that, <laughs> look, I can understand worms. selling your soul if you know what the ultimate outcome is going to be. But there's still a big question mark with this guy. Because we haven't seen him in a while. No. That, that whole question mark is not going to get answered right away. And if I'm honest, if you're going to ask me what am I rooting for this year, I hope he throws every interception he's got in his arm. I hope it all comes out this year. I hope he has the worst season ever. That's just me. But all I can tell you is this. I can't stomach rooting for this team. If you can, I'm not judging. Everybody's different. I get it. Football's an escape. It's something we want to escape to. And I hate it that this is what I have to do when I look at this team now. But this is where I am. I will analyze this team just like I do the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, and any other team. Is hey, they they did some good things, they did some bad things. As far as me being a fan of this team, that's going to be a long time before I can call myself that. So thank you to the Haslam's for making that very clear on where I stand. I appreciate you. I would assume that the NFL will not appeal this just because I I would think they'd want it to go away. I would but hope then again, so. what the hell do I know? I mean, they, I would hope they'd want it to go away at this point. They could have gotten, you know, just sort of swept it under the rug. Tom Brady squeezing the footballs, but they took all that thing all the way to federal court. What? Just to prove a point. So yeah, maybe just, the league decides to do that. I or don't maybe know. they've learned. Maybe, maybe they've learned from that that the more we keep talking about this and going after people, the look. I would commend the NFL if they actually went through and tried to get more of a suspension for Deshaun Watson. That would be like the reasonable thing to do, given all the evidence that's out there. Will they do it? Is but it worth it, it to them? Wouldn't you question the motives, though? Because, you know, we heard behind the scenes that all the other owners are pissed off at the Haslam's because they guaranteed this guy $230 million. And I would wonder, is it really the league trying to crack down and repair their image? Or is it the other owners salty that the Haslam's gave this guy $230 million and they want to drag this out and punish them further. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but at some point, we all acknowledge this. Like, I'm not saying this in a way of it's wrong for this to happen. I'm saying it's bad for the image of football, and it should be. It's bad for the NFL that guys like this can succeed in the NFL. So if they want to save face and they want to stand behind all those messages they put out every October, 
you know, where they claim that they stand for women and all this other stuff. Well, then you got a lot of female fans who are probably wondering if the NFL is going to try to make this go further. I'm not saying they, I, I don't know honestly what they're going to do. They've got what, three days to decide yeah. how they're going to handle this? Yeah. I, and we've heard nothing from the NFL so far. So maybe they will just let this wait out and very quietly put out a press release that says we accept the ruling, we're done. Maybe they'll go fight it further. Either way, we're not totally out of the woods yet until that part of it is solved. And then Browns fans can, I guess, those of you who are rooting for the team, can figure out what's going on with Deshaun Watson after that. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Nebraska football is crazy town. T-Bone was telling me this story before the show, and I couldn't believe it. And we'll share it with you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Look out for a crash on Summit Street, just north of 16th Avenue. And then on the north side, you have a crash on 270 westbound on the ramp to US 23 northbound. Use caution as you head through there. And you have slow traffic on US 33 eastbound between State Route 104 and Hamilton Road. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. At Family Dollar, they've got more of what you want for back to school. Kickstart your day the right way with cereals from General Mills, Post, and Kellogg's. Fall back into fashion with a huge selection of apparel and footwear for the entire family. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark, the trade deadline edition, comes your way at 534. The crew were supposed to play Charlotte over the weekend. Yeah. But didn't. I uh, I was not aware. So it was later Saturday night. I go online to see what the crew did. Mm-hmm. And it just said, crew and Charlotte abandoned. 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 It's, it's a fun word they it's use. Like, man, you just left your kid at the mall. <laughs> Abandon the game. Cucho Hernandez is just standing there with a lollipop in the middle of a mall in Charlotte, just like, what do I do? All there is is NASCAR. I mean, it wasn't, and right. it wasn't postponed. It was none of that. It was, it was abandoned. just abandoned. Yeah. I, I, why didn't they play the next day? Uh, that's a good question for Major League Soccer. I don't know the answer on that. I know that to me, what would make sense is if your game gets. I mean, think about this in the NFL. I know that Major League Soccer plays more games than the NFL does, but generally speaking, Right? Like if you play once a week and a game, we saw that with COVID where NFL would have a game not be able to happen on Sunday and they would say, all right, well, then Monday. And then if it couldn't happen Monday, like then Tuesday, like they yeah. were working really hard to get those games in. And obviously I am aware that there's, there's more to it than that. I mean, there is the issue with the crew because they have quite a compressed schedule this year. And so they're trying to figure out what to do. They play Montreal at home 
uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And then they play again, New York City at home, on Saturday. So if you move the game to Sunday, theoretically, that's fewer days to recover to play three games in that short amount of time would be difficult. Not impossible, though. And I don't know what the reasoning was other than they just don't want to compress the schedule that much. But you're still going to have to squeeze this game in, though, at some point. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's we've talked about with the crew. I mean, they're in the midst. They're in the playoff hunt right now. I mean, they're in technically in the playoffs as of right now, I believe. I haven't looked to see based on this game not happening. But, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it and you're a couple points one way or the other from being in or out of the playoffs, everyone involved in that race is going to want you to play this game. So, and Charlotte may need it too. They're also in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to have to be a way to to play this at some point. They only have four games in September, so they might be able to get one done there. Uh, maybe they put it somewhere like that. I don't know what Charlotte's schedule looks like, but yeah, too bad for the crew because they. I was wanting to see what they could do in this game. All right, Nebraska football. They are bad. Scott Frost is bad. He's probably getting one more year, and then he's fired. I can't believe he was given a reprieve this year. All that aside, we, we talk about what Nebraska used to be and maybe the unrealistic expectations of that fan base think they can still get there. But you were reading me a story about a couple of incidents that took place in Lincoln last year with the football team. And I, look, I know there, there have probably been isolated incidents with every passionate fan base like this, but it astonishes me the lengths people will go to criticize football players. Well, yeah, and and this is... So here's the article. It's from uh, 24-7 Sports, Husker 24-7. Brandon Marcello wrote this article, and it's called Fueled and Frustrated, Nebraska Faces Criticism, Crossroads in 2022. And so the premise of the article is basically, hey, you can't escape football in a place like Nebraska. Everyone cares about this team, and you're going to hear about it from everyone. Well, then here are the quotes that I... I found shocking. They said, consider this. A University of Nebraska professor posed a trivia question in class, which included 10 football players, the class did, on how many incomplete passes Adrian Martinez would need to throw until he gets cut from the team. See, that is astonishing to me. Well, and and I didn't get to the part where it says Adrian Martinez was in this class. That is astonishing. To This is a professor. A professor. Look, Adrian Martinez sucks, all right? But, I think he sucks. Right. And he transferred out after this. Oh, I mean, not okay. It not doesn't matter. Look, there is something about... I I have never been the type of guy that says you can't voice your opinion, all right? If you're, if you're in the stadium on game day and someone throws a bad pick, I got no problem with booing that person. They are in the arena. They're in the stadium. They're there for that purpose, to play a football game. I think there are lines you don't cross, right? You don't just get in their face and cuss them out or throw a battery at their face. But if you're not pleased with someone's performance, I don't have a problem with you letting that person know. However, that's in the stadium on game day. You don't go up to somebody at the deli counter and start talking about their incompletions. And you certainly, if you're a professor at Nebraska, what is supposed to be a safe place for these athletes, right? start criticizing them in the class. How is that allowed? Well, it would be very difficult if you were, you know, someone from the NCAA who says, hey, man, you know, it's about more than just sports here. We're all about life lessons and education. Yeah, you should tell the professor at Nebraska who's harassing one of the players who's in class to get the education. I don't know how that professor keeps his or her job. I I have no idea. I have have no clue. Now, that's from Garrett Nelson told this story. He was a linebacker for Nebraska 
Um, he also said in that same class, the professor quizzed students and players on how many more yards the Huskers' defense could give up, quote, before everybody gets fired. Jesus. Like, the What? <laughs> My God. Uh, Nelson also told 24-7 Sports, this was all at Big Ten Media Days, he said, quote, the college experience that I was hoping to have has obviously not panned out. Uh, He went on to say that on his day off, uh, Garrett Nelson said he decided to nap at home. And upon this revelation, he was outside, a neighbor's like, what are you doing? He's like, I just came home to take a nap in between classes. The neighbor said, quote, that's probably why you can't win games. Man. That's a look again. Man. Nebraska has sucked, and there's nothing wrong with saying Nebraska has sucked. Scott Frost has been bad. The idea, though, that the neighbors and the people in the community who are right next to these guys can't just be like, "Ah, oh, hey, hey, man, uh, you'll figure it out next week. That's all right. Go get them." Like you're instead just openly telling these guys, "Hey, you suck. You're awful." I, I just, I don't get that. I don't understand what motivates people to do that. We're critical on this show. We talk about things when we see guys not doing a good job. We bring it up with Ohio State football, and maybe that's cruel. I don't know. I mean, we're paid to talk about what this team does. I would feel very different, though, going up to someone who did not ask for my opinion, like a like a player, and say, hey, man, let me tell you what you could do better. That's, that's to me, that's above and beyond. Well, that's, yes. Look, do I always feel warm and fuzzy about everything I've ever done on this radio station? No. No. Same but, here. You know, those guys have the choice to turn on the radio. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Guys coming out of his house. You don't you don't get in a guy's face about taking a nap when he's coming out of his house. You don't get in a guy's face when he's in your class trying to learn. Right. So this he went on uh these quotes from Garrett Nelson and, and I mean I could read you the whole article. I won't. But one other quote that he said was he's like I just I wish these coaches I would love to see my coaches enjoying their lives again. Like he said, basically, it's been miserable. He said, I just want them to be happy again. I want my coaches to be happy. I'm tired of seeing their faces and their demeanor. I want them to have fun with football again. I want them to have fun coaching us again. I want to be proud of this university, and I want them to be proud of their university and the time they have there. Well, that's that's nice of him that he cares about the coaches, but I don't really care about the coaches. Well, they're at least paid millions <laughs> that's, that's of dollars I mean. to I, be miserable, if that's right. what you're I saying. Mean, that's, right. that's the life of a football coach. You yeah. show me a happy football coach, I'll... You know, show you a loser. Usually. Usually. There's, well, come on, man. Yeah, you're right. Show me a well-adjusted, happy football coach. I, uh, yeah. They don't exist. No, of course not. So what does this mean for Nebraska? Does this mean that, like, Nebraska just can never turn it around or yes. it's a terrible place to go and you yes. should never send any recruits there? Yes. Yeah, anyway, I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> yes, it means all those things. <laughs> Jason's beef is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Look out for a crash on High Street south of Lazelle Road. And then you have a crash on Summit Street just north of 16th Avenue, along with a crash on the ramp from westbound 270 to northbound US 23 on the north side. So use caution there. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. It's Fresh Time Market Summer Vitamins and Body Care Sale. Save 30% on over 5,000 wellness products from nutrition-boosting supplements to hydrating skincare. Now through August 2nd, get real. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. 
She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. Jason's Beef is live on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Jason. Hello, Mike. You know what? Teddy's not here today, but it's his 50th birthday. I know he'd be honored if you sent him some roast beef. <laughs> How's that work? Do I need like a refrigerated cooler kind of thing? No, I, I, ass- I assume you would deliver it in, and give him a little singing telegram or something. Yeah, that's true. I got nothing else to do today, so yeah, I'd be fine. You look like the type of guy that at some point in your life has been in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a, that's a bad read on your part. Are you much of a singer, Jason? I've never asked you that question. Like, have you ever? Why would I, we? Not not professionally, clearly, but like when when people are singing at a thing, are you one to jump up and grab a microphone, or are you one to say, "Nah, it's I, not my thing"? I've, I've never done karaoke. Okay. I have sung along in the car. I'll admit to that. I've sung along at concerts, but I, I, like step up on a stage and sing. I don't know how we got from roast beef sandwiches to that, but I've never done either. What's, your, what's your favorite concert of all time? Uh, I would say, this is the typical sports writer response, though, right? Uh, Bruce Springsteen, last show ever at the Spectrum. All right. I mean, that's, that's some self-awareness, I've though. Ever, I've ever been at for Bruce. Anyway, that's my answer. All right, let's uh, transition <laughs> awkwardly into trade deadline. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was waiting to see where you were going with this. All right, so Luis Castillo goes to Seattle. Um, Reds look like they, they maximize the return on this deal. Give me your read on it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Reds did well in this trade. Uh, this is much different than some of their money dumps in the past. You know, the two infielders, uh, Marte and Arroyo, I mean, they they're probably going to be impact players in the big leagues. Marte, he's almost certainly going to wind up at third base, but he has a chance to be a, like a star, a, a masher kind of guy. And Arroyo's young. He's a long ways away. But if he keeps making progress as a hitter, it's another guy who could make an impact at shortstop. Switch hitter, um, great defender. I mean, those are two guys that the industry would view as pretty much can't miss. Uh, the two pitchers both have big arms. They're more lottery tickets, but I think this is the best deal of this type that the Reds have made in a long time. I saw today, and this is like classic White Sox, where there were multiple reports out that they attempted to get Shohei Otani, which I always find funny when teams report their attempted uh, trade that they wanted to make, and it doesn't happen. So tomorrow, trade deadline, chances that Shohei Otani or Juan Soto, like either of them moving, both of them moving, neither of them moving, where would you put that right now? 
right. Well, Otani, I think, is pretty much zero. I I always thought it was. I think I told you last week. I, I just didn't see it. I I. I Here's my feel for this. I think they listened just so the general manager could tell the owner, yeah, we listened. There's just not enough to make it worth our while. But uh, I think Juan Soto, <laughs> I've, I've bounced back and forth quite a bit on this. I'm at 60% that he will get traded now. Um, asking price is Mammoth. Uh, clearly scared the Padres. Uh, traded for Josh Hader. Setting up, I think, to do something else. Um, the the vibe I get is Nationals want the Cardinals to step up and do this because they would get young big league players back. I've heard Dylan Carlson. I've heard Nolan Gorman. Uh, it doesn't feel like the kind of deal the Cardinals often make. I just keep thinking to myself, it's Juan Soto. Think of all the future Hall of Famers on the Cardinals if they do this, huh? Jason's beef with our guy Jason Stark here on The Fan. You brought up Josh Hader. Brewers trade him to San Diego. The Brewers are in first place. How do you explain this move? You know, this feels more like a raise kind of trade, doesn't it? But the Brewers operate very similarly uh, in a lot of ways. I actually have an assistant GM who came from the Rays. Uh, Mike, if I were running a team that was trying to win, I would never do this. I would never subtract somebody like Josh Hader from a team that was in first place. But, you know, a lot of clubs now view the deadline as a shopping opportunity. So if they knew that they weren't going to pay Josh Hader something like $16 million next year to pitch one inning every time they got a lead, and they have a guy in Devin Williams who's run off 30 straight scoreless outings who can just plug right in there. Uh, They did get a decent return, and they saved a ton of money, which they'll put to good use. But uh, what bothers me is that guys like Josh Hader never get traded, never should get traded, but baseball economics affect teams (laughs) <laughs> from places like Milwaukee in ways like this, and you know that because you're in Ohio. No, I, I get it, but you're having a hard time explaining this because to me it's indefensible. You you brought up Tampa Bay, and I, look, I understand what their business model is at this point, but they draw 10,000 people a game. The Brewer fans are going out and supporting this product. They, they get 30,000 people in there every single night, and I know yeah. the media market is not big, but this is your world's, you're in your winning window. What do we, I'm not saying they have to go out and spend like the Yankees, but I don't know how you look your fan base in the eye and say, this helps us get better this year. <laughs> it, it's hard to do. Uh, you know, what they'll, what they'll sell is not that. They'll spin this more like w- the alternative was, to keep this guy next year and lose him or trade him for a minimal return. And we don't want to be that team. We want to compete year in, year out. Uh, we feel we got the, we've got a great potential successor and closer, and we're going to still be good this year, and this will help us be good for the next few years. And the, the stuff teams always say, I, I wouldn't blame anybody in Milwaukee for not buying it. You're never as good when you trade a historically great, player, which Josh Hader is. There's never been anybody like him. He's got the lowest opponent average and the highest strikeout rate and the lowest whip or base runners allowed of any closer ever. And he just got traded away from their team. I know this is a lot more big picture than we typically like to do on on this because I know you, we ask you questions specifically about certain situations and that is definitely more your wheelhouse. But 
like again, we've talked for years about Major League Baseball and how much a lot of fans still love the game, but a lot of fans have kind of moved back from it, or maybe they're more casual fans. Don't you think some of this can contribute to that, where you get invested in a team, you think you understand how the game works, you think, all right, my team's making a run here, they look pretty good, they're going to what? They traded a guy that I thought was a cornerstone of this team in a year where I thought they had a good shot? Like, does that, I mean, is that something that gets talked about, I guess, inside baseball? You're as inside baseball as anyone. Does that get talked about a lot, or do people kind of in baseball look at fans and go, well, you know, they just don't get it? No, of course it gets talked about. Um, I mean, we just came through a long, I mean, was a long, painful negotiation that where we wound up missing no games, but the economic system is always part of the discussions, and there's just not enough incentive to change it. The, the union would want to change it, but not this way, and the owners would want to change it, but not the way you're talking about, so it winds up staying the same, and so... You know, what teams like the Brewers have to do and the Guardians have to do is they have to keep selling their fan base on this is why we do what we do, but the idea is we're going to do it so that we can still be good year in, year out and not have to blow it up and tank. And, uh, you know, you get a certain portion of the fan base that accepts that. And what I'll tell you exactly what these teams think. They think... As long as we win, as long as we compete, as long as the product is reasonably entertaining, fans will still support us. And there's some truth to that, but it's it's really difficult uh, as somebody who loves baseball to see trades like this. Hey, we're talking about Juan Soto getting traded, man. There has never been anybody in history like him who got traded. Jason, we always appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Jason's beef on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. I I know what he's saying. He's not explaining it away because it frustrates him, too. But, you know, competing, that's that's lazy to me. Oh, we're going to compete. I want you to win the World Series. Right. That's what I want. I want you to put the team out there who can win the World Series. Not every team has that opportunity. The Milwaukee Brewers do. Well, yeah, and that that's what concerns me is when teams actually realize, and this does happen, I've seen it plenty of times in the NBA, you see it in Major League Baseball, sometimes in the NHL, where people say, hey, you know, if we can just make the playoffs every year, our fans will be pretty excited about that. And then once we get there, we can sell them on, hey, you never know, there's always a chance. And And that's a lot different than we've got one of the three best teams in baseball. We think we can go win this thing. And if you realize you can just keep the fans kind of happy by showing them, hey, we're competitive, that'll get you a lot of play for a lot of years. And a lot of media members will even give you cover and say, oh, hey, man, why are you mad about these guys? They they compete. They they get you no, in the playoffs know, every year. And then, and then right when it looks like you need to make that move to do something, they go the other way. And they don't actually go because they're just trying to stay, like you said, competitive, not trying not trying to go for it all and and build that winner that can go all the way. And I know that like Brewer guy will probably say, hey, well, we've gone for it. Remember the time we traded everybody to get CC Sabathia? We didn't win the World Series. Yeah, but at least you tried to win the World Series. Right. At least you, you, you gave it your all. You tried to win. the. As a fan, I respect that. Better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all.
Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. A couple of things to look out for on the north side. You have a crash on High Street just south of Lazelle Road. And then you have another crash on the ramp from 270 westbound to northbound US 23. Use caution there. This report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. It is Invisible Fence brand's mission to help keep pets secure at home. Their exclusive boundary plus technology allows pets to safely enjoy the freedom of their yard while giving you confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation, InvisibleFence.com. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeyes show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Happy Monday. Timmy and I had quite the experience today. What we was the experience? Playing ping pong in front of a an audience today. Oh, were you? The cleaning lady. Oh. Was in here, and she was engrossed with us. She oh, sat and have, watched an entire game. You guys have talked about how sometimes when you get going, it's like watching the Olympics. And so, you know what? She seemed very entertained. Yeah. Didn't understand the rules at first, but then, you know, picked them up as we were right. going along. She was asking questions. You would have Look been proud that. of how personable he was, too. He was very accommodating. He was very warm and welcoming. Well, why do you say that? You know, I when I have but, to, I can put it on. I can fake it. No, it was wonderful. You were you were a gentleman. And I think your game suffered a little bit because you were... I was thinking a about bit of an attention span. I was trying to make conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were you were thinking you about our focused. guest. Right. So the focus, you know, and that's why I bit, lost. And I won the game three. We had a fantastic first two games. Really, and then the third game, I really stepped on his throat. That's good. It glad is. to hear that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, maybe we could build some bleachers over there, and you guys could have like a nice little viewing. Well, section. maybe if I were inconsiderate of our guest, like you were, I could have stepped on your throat. But I was too busy talking <laughs> to her and making sure she she was involved. You didn't say a damn word. You were just there to pong. Well, I mean, one person talking's enough. Just there to pong, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I didn't want to, you know, interrupt the conversation or disrupt the flow. I mean, dare dare we say it too loud around here? Here to pong. Suddenly becomes a T-shirt that will get made on this website. I'm just here to pong. Down just here to, to pong. pong. Down, yep. down, DTP. DTP. <laughs> Something evil bald Colin uh, does on the weekends. That's fine. To each their own. He went on vacation not too long ago. Evil bald Colin. He did. I think he went to Charleston, South Carolina. That's and I right. saw some uh, some photos that he put up there because he shared them on social media. Shirtless evil. I saw some shirtless, yeah. evil bald Colin. That's not something I want to see again. Was it from the chest up, though? I think he, he cropped out the belly. 
and just went like boat yeah, shirtless from the still chest up. Not good. Because I've given you shirtless. But before. I, I saw he was in the company of uh, of a young lady there. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was his young lady or if they're just friends and happen to be together. Evil bald Collins, one of those asexual people to me. Like I, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I know he's like mean. a muppet. I can't picture him <laughs> having sex organs. What is this conversation I'm in right now? He's you just too nice. I don't. He's too pure. Even though he's second. evil, do you go around picturing everyone's sex organs at all times, yeah, and then you have a random exception to that? Thing. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like you know, I mean, I don't. Gwyneth picture- Paltrow always looked to me like she was asexual. She didn't do anything for me. I could I could acknowledge she was a pretty the founder of girl. Group. Asexual for me, Sigourney Weaver. I can see no that. No chance. I understand yeah, that. Just is, is that just because her head was shaved in like some movies that you no, saw? No, no, no. She okay. was a blue person in Avatar. Just, it's just not that's, happening. That's, they, didn't, right. they didn't have anything, those Avatar things. I remember Sigourney Weaver was in uh, Galaxy Quest, I want to say. Looking great. Did a great job in so that she, movie. She's not asexual for you. No, not at all. You'd, you'd have a run at her. I well, I don't think she'd have a run at me. I How think do you know what her fetish thing. is? Well, fair enough. You're right. She's looking for fat gingers who are mostly now gray gingers. Then give me a call, Sigourney. Let's see what's up. <laughs> Sigourney, Sigourney, whatever. Yeah. Who would you say is the most sexual being here at the radio station? <laughs> mm, man. <laughs> Tim's like yeah, other than, why was other I, than why myself. Was I not ready for Tim's that. Like uh, other than myself, uh, Maddie Ice, maybe. Yeah, I'm going with Paul. Paul Keels. Yeah. I assume oh, Paul's central. having sex right now. <laughs> he hasn't even been home for 35 minutes. But it's also, I mean, again, the opportunities he stopped the gas station had sex. I have, again, if you've never been around Paul Keels, the sheer magnetism this man possesses when he walks in a room he's a tall man he's an an older man right so he's got a little bit of the seasoned salt and pepper look to him and then the voice happens and everyone melts you ever he didn't have to say anything to you no he walks into a grocery store and that's just pants flying off other women all the women their pants fly off. most most asexual person besides evil bald colin at the station (laughs) why bodie why why bodie and why are we thinking about these things when people are just walking around? Why not? What about Beamer? What are we doing? Look at that face. <laughs> that beautiful, soft, supple See, face. Beamer, I think, is the opposite. No I think way. he's a fiend. No, no, no. All right, what's coming up on the Buckeye In Show? Bean, We're out of time. Beanbag beam. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Ty is here for another week. Everything to get you ready for camp at Ohio State. Also, Chris Holtman. Had a response to the C.J. Stroud claim about the football team beating the basketball team today. And some more comments from him as they get ready for their trip to the Bahamas. I bet you the Holt man does it with his socks on. He strikes me as that type of with guy. The, uh, with the, socks with the, NBA, on. the NBA socks on? Like really high black socks. All right, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. I do assume Chris Holman has, like, the heart monitor strap that all the players now wear. He has that on just so he can keep his numbers and metrics. I saw so those in use today. Someone can give him a printout later who's like, here you go. Here's what was going on during that whole time. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Sylvester Stallone, not happy. I don't know if you're aware of this, Mike, but there has recently been a Drago spinoff to the 
Rocky movie saga. I didn't know. Uh, so this would be there's there's going to the the franchise continues. There's going to be a third Creed movie, and now the Drago spinoff focusing on Ivan Drago and his son Victor Drago from hey. Creed Two. Now Stallone is not happy about this. He said once again. Pathetic 94-year-old producer and his selfish, useless children are once again picking what is left off the Jesus. bones of another wonderful character. Mm. What is he, he talking about? He's been in these Creed movies. I know, but he will not be in these next two. He is out on these next two. All right, but He's I'm not going to be a part of them. If we're going to talk about someone criticizing, you know, keeping a movie series How many going. has he done? No kidding. Well, right. And, and again, this is, the guy he's talking about is Irvin Winkler, who is producing these movies. He is 91 years old, and apparently Stallone has no use for his kids. He thinks they're all selfish and useless, but there you go. Harsh words from Rocky. Buckeye Show's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon on the far north side. Look out for a crash on High Street just south of Lazelle Road. And you have slow traffic on the downtown split eastbound between 71 and Livingston Avenue. This report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessed. Ohio Laborers, Lessed, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate member of the week, James Tuville. Laborers Local 530, Zanesville. James is a 15-year member working at NLS Paving. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Texting from. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, 
out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just (laughs) saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, it's just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 